Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 60, whatever deity may guide my life. Dear Lord, don't let me die tonight. I'm your host, Ryan, and you'll be hearing from Chuck in just a little bit. Uh, those words uh, you might recognize from the G.I. Joe Retaliation trailer that was done at the Super Bowl. And you'll probably know why we named this episode that after you hear this episode, because uh, we found out that, you know, we're willing to cheat a little bit to get people to come to our site and uh, check out our show. So <laughs> you'll hear about that later, but this is also our crossover episode with uh, What's on Joe Mind, guys. So we coordinated with them earlier in the year, uh, end of last year, and you guys may have heard, if you listen to their show, you may have heard Chuck on their on episode 33 with them. So they have released their episode with us on there, so that's uh, their version of this episode. I also have our version of the episode, which is what you're about to hear. Uh, they obviously, you know, do their their editing thing, and I told them, "Hey, I'm going to do my editing thing, and and we'll just kind of have some fun with it." So, uh, they're a great bunch of guys. Uh, we got to speak that night with uh, Gary, Mike, Justin, and Chuck. Uh, their Chuck, and uh, then we also got a special. Uh, guest that popped in, which was Craig from uh, Fooshcast. So that's maybe a little bit more why this isn't just a, hey, crossover with with uh, What's On Joe Mind, because it was actually three different podcasts talking at one time and getting together, so it was actually pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to keep up, uh, not going to take up too much of your time here, because there is a lot of episode that we recorded with them, and... I got to get to editing it, so this way I get it all out to you guys. But just wanted to kind of update you guys. I know last episode we did the uh, nominate Roadhouse nominations, but we never mentioned to you guys when the voting ends. The voting ends on March fifteenth, so we're giving you guys plenty of time over a month to vote, and we'll remind you as the episodes come out from us that you know that due date's coming up so we wanted to give you guys plenty of time and wanted to give myself plenty of time to get covers up on facebook but also wanted to give you guys plenty of time to really think about what you guys wanted to vote for uh give you guys all the different ways you can vote which is you can go on the forums there's polls already on the forums now which you can just click and submit your vote you can also uh write in your vote through an email which is at star joe's podcast you can go to our fan site, and that's going to have a discussion thread up there where you can post your votes on there. And as Chuck mentioned last episode, if you want to, you can also call in your vote. Remember to keep it under three minutes. We probably won't play it on the episode uh, because all it'll be is just you saying who you're voting for. Uh, if you have more to say than just that, you know, maybe we'll just play that segment on the show. I don't know. I don't just want to bore, obviously bore the listeners of just hearing, I vote for this guy. I vote for that guy. So, but it is a lot of fun. We're, we're excited to be doing the Roadhouse, the Roadies again, uh, Roadhouse nominations and Roadhouse awards again this year. This will be an annual thing. There's plenty of books, plenty of material for us every single year to get plenty of nominations, plenty of votes in, and just have a lot of fun with it. So with that, I uh, just wanted to kind of tell you guys the date uh, we of when that's going to end. We do have another recording that we're going to do hopefully uh, next week, and or when you're hearing this, probably the coming week. And that'll be catching up on all the issues that came out from uh, the different properties that we cover. 
through 2012. So that, as you can imagine, there's a lot since we're already into February and we haven't even touched the January issues yet. So we're going to try to cram all of those into one episode as well as get caught up on your guys' uh, feedback. We've already gotten voicemails. We've already got emails from people that we want to respond to. And then we're also going to kind of go over a few other things that we have out there, as well as kind of just refresh you guys on how the show works, kind of give go over all the different segments we have for any new listeners we have out there that are wondering what the hell is from Springfield to Tatooine or who the hell's OU812? You know, I, I don't understand what the hell these guys are talking about. We'll kind of give you a refresher course on what Star Joe's podcast is. So it'll, we'll have some fun with that as well. With that, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to Gary from What's on Joe Mind. And uh, you'll hear from all of us in just a few seconds. So take it away, Gary. Dear God, we got POWs home. And we got brothers on lockdown Welcome to this crossover edition of What's on Joe Mine and Star Joe's. For those of you keeping track at home, this is episode 41, and we're a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. We are T-minus five days from the start of Toy Fair, T-minus 31 days until rollout roll call three, T-minus 141 days to Joe Con, and T-minus 142 days until opening of G.I. Joe Retaliation. You all know me as Gary, joining me is Chuck. Chuck, how are you? I'm doing great, Gary. How are you? Chuck, I gotta tell you, folks think we give you a lot of crap on this show. And we do, but most of it's in good fun, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, and more importantly, it brings in the ratings. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, you say some stuff that's off the wall every now and then, but really it's all in good shtick. But I gotta give you props. Oh, yeah. When the time came for someone to take the next step up on this show, Chuck, man, you totally took the opportunity and ran with it. You have been tearing up the interwebs, getting us all sorts of upcoming interviews, man. I can't tell you how proud I am of you. Uh, you know, Gary, I I'd like to say it was you know hard work and dedication, but it literally just fell into my lap. Uh, I'm as surprised as you are. Usually, it was hard I repel work and dedication. <laughs> Usually, I repel people. You know what can I say? There, I, I got to say, way to represent. I'm pretty impressed. Thank you, Gary. Hey, you know, Gary, this is I can say this is all can be chucked up, uh, chucked up, yeah, chucked up, <laughs> to um, coming from a state with a. Um, championship football team maybe uh, well it, apparently you guys are on a roll but l- before we start poking that particular situation <laughs> before i bring in justin i gotta bring in mike first mike tell me man how sweet is it uh, it's it's it was it's so sweet that i'm kind of throwing up over here really it, it's one of those where i mean you're i've been i've been you know the official co-host now for uh, what two three four episodes whatever and you mean to tell me that we're making fun of chuck and fun yeah I'm, I'm getting this now yeah you didn't see that on the script I just, I just thought Chuck was a bastard, and I was supposed to be here to bully him around. That's <laughs> very that's what, good. Very. That's what the notes say good. on mine. I mean, really? we haven't even gotten to Justin yet. Well, I, I think Justin's going to be catching the brunt of it this week. Uh, I mean, you know, as as a Patriots fan, he has he has most of his hair in the wrong places. And we're talking <laughs> a lot of trash this week, TFGI Mike. Talking a lot of trash. Serves you right. Serves you right. 
not not for Justin, just TFGI Mike. I was going to say, I haven't been talking no, much. No, actually, you, you were pretty good, but, uh, you know. Justin, for, for, all of his, uh, for all of his flaws in fandom, is not, uh, is not what we like to call the mass hole. <laughs> Dude, I live like 60 miles north of Massachusetts. I use the word mass hole a lot more than you guys probably. I'm, I'm sure you do. I mean, I'm sure it's part of your everyday life. And, I thought and that's again, what they call potholes up there. <laughs> I mean, again, we're sorry, but it's your fault you live in the sticks. That's true. So I'm only introducing him last because he's a Patriots fan. He's the admin of GeneralJoes.com, a contributor to the G.I. Joe Collectors Club newsletter. And just as a reminder, after this episode, our feud is off only to begin with Mike because pitchers and catchers report in 11 days. That's right. But for the remainder of this episode, like Brady is to Eli, you are our bitch for tonight. <laughs> Everyone give a joyous New York Giants welcome to Justin. Hey! Fuck you! <laughs> uh, Gary, Mike, yes. join in when I tell you. We are the champions, my friends, and we'll keep on fighting till the end. Bum, 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 cannon. Okay, Gary. We now you, you should have given me through this just to play this music. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't hear anybody joining in there, Chuck. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. oh. I was waiting for the cue. I was trying to be good. Yeah, no, Mike hit it. Mike, you were good, man. You were on cue. I'm, I'm there. I, I give you guys credit. You, it took you a whole 14 seconds before you started ragging on me about the Pats. I assumed I, I thought that'd be right off the bat. So uh, well, I, had I, was, to I was trying to wait my turn. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> that was good of you. My turn. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got two guests waiting in the wing here. Uh, first, you heard him way back in episode 33. He's one half of the hosting duo of the very popular podcast, Star Joes. Everyone, please welcome back Chuck to the program. Hey, Chuck. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Now, Chuck, uh, you're familiar with the Super Bowl loss, right? Yeah, thanks a lot, Gary. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I'm familiar with the Super Bowl loss, too. Yeah, it's being okay. a Bears fan, I was beaten by the Colts. Manning sucks. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> right, Justin? Yes, thank you. At least he'll never, he'll never suck in a Colts uniform again. So that's, uh... <laughs> exactly. Thank you. How, how many, Andrew Luck. Just, Justin, how many times do you have to be beaten down by guys named Manning before you'll stop running that smash? <laughs> Not in our house. Bring it I mean, on. For, for real. How many Manning – does Cooper have to suit up and smack you around too? I'm Cooper, pretty sure we could probably beat Cooper. I think Cooper's we could probably – out with a neck brace to beat down the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, good Lord, it was, it was even Manning Ham that made the big catch, man. How many, how many more Mannings? How many more? I'll, I'll take Archie and Cooper. I'll beat them both. Beat both their asses. Whatever. You, Whatever. Probably, couldn't, you probably couldn't handle Archie. <laughs> <laughs> We'd, he probably runs better than Eli and Peyton do, so yeah, we know you couldn't you couldn't tackle him. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for baseball. Yeah, it's it's coming up here really really soon. But yeah, go Cubs. You, the, you, yeah. 
he'll be waiting for bait. When did the pitchers and catchers report? 11 days. days? 11 days. 11 days. Okay, 11 so days, he'll, yeah. he'll be looking forward to baseball for about 13 days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, they'll, they'll report, and then that next day they'll be like, oh, oh, well, don't have anybody. Well, there's always next year. Yeah, there's, that's, the, that's the Cubs motto, isn't it? Exactly, Mike. There's always next year. <laughs> now, uh... Joining us for the first time, he's the other half of the hosting duo of Star Joes. Everyone, please welcome Ryan to the first episode of What's on Your Mind. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing all right, except I'm not understanding this whole professional football talk because the Browns have yet to play professionally since they've returned to Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Cut his mic. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm doing good. Actually, we have a problem with all three teams at this point, so... But you do have a Colt at a quarterback. Yeah. No, uh, it's not too bad. Yeah, we, we, Cleveland is known for breaking quarterbacks, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> or drafting really bad ones, couch. Yeah, I was going to say, well, we did. We both drafted a bad one and broke him, so. <laughs> I, I think That's he's right. selling cars somewhere. He broke a couch, man! <laughs> I mean, Brady, Qu- Brady Quinn's still pretty, isn't he? Yeah, yes, uh, he is. You, you I, managed to draft one that wasn't good enough to actually play. Well, I was fortunate enough to see, because I'm also a Notre Dame fan, I was fortunate enough to see Brady Quinn in his prime in college. So Fair enough. He, he was pretty good. i got to say I was fooled there, too. Yeah. Who, who knew? And now he is a Quinn, not K-W-I-N in the Eskimo, but Q-U-I-N-N, like the medicine woman, backing up Tim Tebow. There you go. Yeah. Not so, enough to dethrone Tim Tebow. <laughs> Well, he is the Mile High Messiah. (laughs) That's right. Let's just talk baseball for a couple hours. Yeah, let's just talk. Uh, I can already see the bad mail coming in. You guys are talking. I can't stand this. Makes my head hurt. (laughs) You you both run two G.I. Joe podcasts, and all you do is talk sports. (laughs) Do your own podcast. All right. Um, So now here's how the tonight's show will work. Since we gave uh, Chuck the interview treatment last time, it's only fair we do the same for Ryan. So we'll go once around the table and ask Ryan some questions to kind of get used to him, get him comfortable with us. And then when we're done with that, we're going to do something that we haven't done yet. And we're going to get Ryan the Reigns to do a couple of the Star Joe segments with us for the first half of the show. And then after intermission, we will jump into the mailbag and news as we always do. So with that, if everyone's ready to go, let's meet Ryan, shall we? Chuck, go ahead. Okay, Ryan. Simple question to start things off. Um, how did you first get into G.I. Joe's? Was it a magical moment in 1982 as a young Ryan was standing in front of a rack of these new action figures and just awestruck by the packaging? Or was it something a bit more involved? A uh, little, little bit more involved. It was actually uh, – I got a G.I. Joe – I think my first Joe was actually uh, Hawk. Uh, which came with, uh, you know, the whole package deal there. And uh, I didn't really know what it was because I had never seen action figures like that before. But then, of course, the cartoon came along, and I also picked up a comic here here and there through Marvel, and that's when the addiction set in. And I was very fortunately spoiled as a child to get quite a few G.I. Joe action figures, quite a few vehicles uh some rather large vehicles and uh yeah the obsession just continued from from there throughout my whole life so now um for me it's always been maybe unfairly but it's always been kind of an us versus them mentality thing when it came to star wars and gi joe just um 
just the natural rivalry I think that kind of occurs between the two brands, um, especially with you know them being Kenner versus Hasbro kind of back in the day. Uh, what did the two properties have in common that kind of drew you to both of them? Well, uh, what drove me to both of them is kind of how I am in general, which is I gravitate towards so many things, and it's really what caused our show to be the way it is. I liked the G.I. Joe because I liked the realism feel to it, where you got the military and you got these specialty units and everything else. But at the same time, I'm someone that I love a good fantasy tale and a good swashbuckling tale, and Star Wars had that for me as well. I was, of course, I, because it came out first, I was gravitated towards Star Wars first, uh, got involved with those figures, and then, like I said, once... I started seeing these G.I. Joe figures. Well, they're about the same size, but these guys are a little bit more realistic. So in my house, there was no such thing as segregation of toys. (laughs) So the Star Wars figures and the G.I. Joe figures all learned to play along against their common enemies. So uh, it was a lot of fun growing up and having, you know, your Star Wars, your G.I. Joe, your Masters of the Universe. There was very few 80s properties that I was not attracted to and did not start collecting various pieces of. And, and like I said, later on in life, obviously, we're I'm 36 years old now, and I have a podcast where I basically get to talk about every property I enjoyed as a child. So Sweet. I try to do that, but uh, Gary slaps me down. Oh, it, it gets kind of crazy. Imagine uh, we have a lot of listeners that – we have listeners that listen to us for G.I. Joe. We have listeners that listen to us for Star Wars – for Transformers, all these different properties. And, of course, because of that, it's hard to keep up with all the information and remember the characters and remember what they're known for and all that type of stuff. So occasionally we screw up and we get called out, of course. So See, Justin, he was giving me credit. <laughs> See, he was giving me credit. So it's, it's good to stick with one property, but i just never been able to do that. Gotcha. Mike. All right. Well, again, hey, people get upset when they talk out of turn, so I'm waiting for cues. (laughs) Go, Mike. All right. Is it okay? Justin, is that okay with you? Chuck, Chuck, do I have... I already muted my damn microphone, man. Do I have have the double clearance from Chuck, then? Mike, you already got your cue in the chat window from Gary like two minutes ago. <laughs> oh, well, see, I was reading your show notes, sir. Thank you. So anyways, you're, Ryan, you're, you're, you're a Star Wars guy. Um, you know, I, I, have to, I, I wish I could say I could uh, relate to that, but as it is, it's, it's one of those where, where uh, figures with knees and elbows blew my little mind in 1982, and I, there was no going back from there. What would, what would you Not say? Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> oh great now it's another another one's going to wind up on the editing room floor um <laughs> but uh out of all of these this expansive you know out of, out of all the stuff that's out there and and really i mean the the 1980s were, were a time i mean i'm the same age as you if you're 36 um yeah you know it, it's we we really kind of witnessed the golden age of action figures there oh yeah what, what's what's your number two you know what? What's the second? What's the, what is the, your second best property? After Star Wars, it's uh, I go back and forth. I uh, and I I almost give them a two A two B situation because it's it's 
way too hard for me to separate the two. Um, it is G.I. Joe or Transformers. I watched those shows back to back. I collected probably just as many toys of both of them. You could ask me today which one it is, and I might say Transformers because maybe I just read a Transformers comic and I just picked up a uh, Transformers action figure. And tomorrow maybe I picked up, uh, I would pick up Airtight and I just read the latest, uh, you know, IDW GI Joe issue or something like that. And so then that day it's GI Joe. So those are the those two constantly fight with each other. But luckily, I found over time that. I'm not the only one that has somehow found a connection between those two. I mean, we've had, especially in comics, which is what we specialize in on our show, you know, we've had so many G.I. Joe Transformers crossovers because I think there's a lot of people out there that find a connection with both those properties for for some, whatever the reason is. I know they're very different from each other, but yeah, I mean, my number my number two is definitely it's any given day. It could be G.I. Joe one day. It could be Transformers the next day. I'm a complicated man. <laughs> truly, truly, with a, a fractured and, and yet focused mind. Right. I have to have that to put up with Chuck every time. Oh, we hear you there. Oh, wait a minute. That's your Chuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we understand that sentiment. Sure. <laughs> hey, Ryan, how's the show going? Tell us a little bit about the show. Uh, sure. The show is, is great. Uh, one thing I do want to correct from the last time uh, Chuck was on, just a little, just a tweak, just a tweak of what he, he talked about the show last time. It's um, all your idea? Well, no, no. I will, <laughs> I will give him credit for saying that he was the person that said we were listening to podcasts, and he said, hey, we can do that. And we started talking about ideas and everything else. From that moment on, from the moment of saying, hey, we could do that, um, the reason the show became a, uh, actually became an entity, uh, I'll take full credit for that. <laughs> uh, um, very good. Very good. Oh, great! And when the Star Joes feud was, when they talk of the Star Joes feud, it'll it'll all trace back to this episode. No, the the feud was always there. That's actually one of the things I like about the show. <laughs> um, Chuck and I, we found that we like we like and love the same properties, but we both view them very differently. Um, how I equated our show to someone one day, I said, if you were to watch a movie and you saw the opening credits, you would see starring Chuck, also starring Ryan. And then every credit after that, writer, director, producer would all be Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Chuck's a diva. He knows it. He loves it. But you know what? It's honestly what makes the show work. I cannot imagine doing the show without him. I do give him a lot of flack, much like you guys do with your Chuck. But like I said, I would I could not do the show without him. Uh, he brings knowledge and a viewpoint that a lot of our listeners enjoy and I enjoy listening to. We might butt heads like every five seconds because of it. But like I said, I, I can't possibly imagine doing the show without him. Now, the whole reason it even started was we decided we could do a podcast, number one. But then I had uh, a podcast I was listening to, and unfortunately he passed away. Uh and he was the ultimate geek. He was the guy that went on podcasts and he would talk about, you know, whatever. He didn't care what people thought about him. He just wanted to proudly state the things that he enjoyed. And he passed away and that kind of lit a little fire under me saying, you know what, if this guy could do it, then I should be able to go out there and do it. So Chuck and I really got together and decided this is what we're going to do. This is what the show is about. And we called it Star Joe's because... Not just because of the Star Wars G.I. Joe connection, it was also because we felt like just about every other 80s property you can imagine 
fits somewhere in between there. You have the realism with G.I. Joe, but you have the fantasy and space and all that type of stuff with Star Wars. And pretty much any other property falls somewhere in between those two. And then we also figure we're kind of just your average guys. We're your average Joe that that's doing a podcast on a budget. <laughs> and, and we were like, but we're going to make it work and we're going to have fun with it. And we wanted other people to realize, hey, we're just like you guys. And let's go ahead and do a show that covers the stuff that you guys probably all enjoy and just want to talk about. And to be quite honest, we started doing that and we had a lot of fun with it. And we got a lot of positive feedback from listeners and we've been growing. Uh, we've done it for two years now, and we've almost doubled our numbers from our first year uh, in this past year. So we're constantly growing. We're constantly having people find the show, having a lot of fun with it. We are a, a podcast for adults, so not something to play around the kids, but <laughs> we don't hold anything back. And I think our listeners know that we're not being fake when we're on when we're doing the show together. It's just two guys getting together. I a lot of times forget the microphone's even there, and. We argue and we bicker just like we do in real life. We work together and we have arguments at work and we've literally had times where we said, wait a minute, let's save this for the show. Let's not argue any further. We'll bring this up on the show and we'll continue the argument there. So it's been a lot of fun. We have just a blast doing this and we have really developed a, a great community that listens to us and likes being a part of the show. Oh, and I gotta well. tell you, I gotta tell you though that uh, I've listened once we started interviewing, or sorry, do once I started doing research on podcasts, I, I was listening to uh, Star Joe's the second I found it, and it still continues to be the one that uh, I listen today. Uh, maybe Ryan can understand a little bit how, where I come from editing. Sometimes you spend so much time editing, you don't spend enough time listening to other podcasts and trying to fit in another podcast. <laughs> Sometimes can be a challenge. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I definitely, uh, I, don't, I don't get a chance to listen as much as I used to, but Star Joe's is the one that I still continue to listen to. And, uh, uh, it helps break up the boring uh, some of the boring times we have at work. One thing I did, you did bring up, and and I, I wanted to talk about. I know one of the two comparisons that uh, I've seen the common fans that we have between us is they they say that uh, you are an adult podcast and that we're not an adult podcast because we don't cuss. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I would disagree. I mean, to an extent, I view you guys because I've I've started listening to you guys. I'm, Unfortunately, I'm not caught up, but the only reason I'm not caught up is because, like I said, I'm... Did you a, edit your own show? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, it's actually because I, I was originally a comic book collector first, and any comic book fans out there that might be listening know, you go back to number one if you can, and you work your way all the way through the, the issues, or in this case, the episodes. So I'm right around episode 17 or 18, so I'm, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. Uh, and I, I would figure probably in the next month I'll probably be totally caught up with you guys, and, and I've really been enjoying It's It's really interesting hearing you guys progress uh, because I didn't get to witness that with our show. It was obviously over a long period of time, but I love when I can hear a show that I know is good, and I get to hear how they got better very quickly over a short period of time. I would categorize you guys not so much as not being an adult podcast, but more of in all ages podcast. And in the comic world, that sometimes has bad connotations also. But in my mind, what it means is that I can listen to your guys' show with Chuck, but I can also listen to it if, like, Chuck has two little boys. 
if his two little boys are in the room, I could still listen to it. When it comes to our show, yes, we do cuss, but it's natural. It's not forced or anything like that. And I think our listeners notice that. Um, but it's also sometimes the content. Uh, we get a little blue at times. <laughs> and, uh, and nothing wrong with being salty. No. And, and sometimes the language follows that or the, the content follows that. There's been times where Chuck has almost taken us into an X rated area. But <laughs> uh, we we just have fun, and again, it's just two guys talking. I think the the biggest difference is that you guys want to make sure that as many listeners out there could you know could be listening freely without having to worry about anything coming out. But at the same time, it doesn't stop you guys from being who you guys are. So um, I I that's one of the things I enjoy about the podcast. I don't feel like I'm listening to someone that's trying to be clean. If if you want to put it that way, it's just Chuck. Right. <laughs> I mean, really, really, I've always also been of the thinking that bleeping is just fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of opens, it opens up this whole array of what that word could be, and that just that's just funnier than saying the word itself, than hearing the word itself. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing that's funny about it, too, we, we've had, we had one time where there was a group um, that wanted us to become part of their group and the thing that they started doing is they started telling us the things that they would like to see us do so that we could get more listeners and we get more exposure and one of the things they told us was that they thought that we should clean up our language and I so I thought about the bleeping because I was like we're never going to stop <laughs> with the language but I thought about the bleeping and like you said it does have that humor to it uh, when it's actually like you said a lot of times funnier than actually hearing the word ah 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 You'll know that I am called the Count Because I really love to f*** Sometimes I sit and f*** all day <laughs> But uh, sometimes I get carried away I f*** Slowly, slowly, slowly getting faster. Once I start in f***ing, it's very hard to stop. Hey, faster, faster, it is so exciting. I could forever until I drop. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, I love f***ing whatever the amount. One, two, three, four. Hey, 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 hey. One, two, three, four. One, two, that's the song of the count. I f*** the spiders on the wall I f*** the cobwebs in the hall I f*** the candles on the shelf When I'm alone I f*** myself I f*** slowly, slowly, slowly getting Faster, once I start in f***ing, it's very hard to stop. <laughs> faster, faster, it is so exciting. I could forever f*** until I drop. <laughs> one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, I love f***ing, whatever the amount. <laughs> one, two, three, four, hey, 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 one, two, three, four, one, two, that's the song. Oh. But I was like, you know, it, that part made me realize, too, I don't want to be part of a group 
that's telling me how to do the show that, that Chuck and I have obviously. And nor should you. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's actually why we, we were thrilled to find a group uh, that we should be part of very soon, which is the one that you guys are a part of, which is the GeekCast Network. Because they basically said, look, you guys do the show that you do. And we just want you guys to be part of all of us, and we'll all help each other out. So I, I can totally respect that, and I, I really like, like that a lot. So Very cool. Well, there we go. And if we can throw in one last question. Oh, uh, go ahead, Mike. Do, do you ever mix genres? Do, oh. Does, like, Duke ever hop in the Millennium Falcon to fight Megatron or anything like that? All the time. Uh, Excellent. When I was a kid, uh, the main story – I'm a story guy, which is probably why I got into comics. And I loved reading the file cards, and and I'm a reference book guy. I'll pick up a reference with all the profiles of the characters. And it's like I said, it's why I like reading the stories of the comics. My main story when I was a kid growing up was that G.I. Joe created uh, – well, first Cobra created the Decepticons to fight G.I. Joe. Then G.I. Joe had to create the Autobots. And then I had Star Wars. I had the Rebel Alliance coming in saying, we need your help against the Empire. Next thing you know, Darth Vader and Cobra Commander are working together to work against the Rebel Alliance and the G.I. Joes. Then out of nowhere comes He-Man coming out of Castle Grayskull, which has long been dormant. I mean, it was an elaborate... You're causing me to have nervous twig. Yeah. <laughs> I'm twitching like mad over here, <laughs> crossing the streams. Half of the, half of the fun for Gary is keeping things organized. <laughs> that's, and, OCD going wild. And that's, and that's the interesting thing, too, with, with Chuck and myself is we are the yin and the yang. Chuck did, did the same thing Gary did, which is nothing crossed over, whereas with me it was like the Adam. more properties I could see cross over, the better. I was actually once wrote a uh, fan fiction when um, – Takara started putting out this Transformer line called Robomasters. I was um, doing it with Star Wars where the end point was going to be um, uh, Unicron would end up being the Death Star. Nice. <laughs> See, I would have loved that stuff. Well, it, it was great, but unfortunately Hasbro just kept putting out more and more Star Wars Transformers, and it just didn't fit into my story. But, uh, Those bastards! <laughs> no yeah, I, I, I know it was such a great story, you know, and it all Hasbro. made sense. It was easy to understand. Damn you, Hasbro! <laughs> well, not, not to mention, too. I mean, his 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 love scene with Luke Skywalker and and Beast Man was pretty risque. <laughs> oh, there's a groan. Oh boy. <laughs> Look, 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 I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that sort no, of thing. No, absolutely not. We're just saying that it was a little risque. Okay, we're just That's a little risque. Not as risque as RC with He-Man. Just saying. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Actually, from what I've heard about He-Man, um, I, I would think it would be better that it was Luke Skywalker and He-Man. <laughs> Chuck, don't go there. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> you know, it's only a few minutes into this episode, and I already like your guy's Chuck better. <laughs> <laughs> you shall can we, have him. Shall we that, propose that, a trade? We will trade. <laughs> I've been traded. No, I'm, I'm a, I've gotten used to my Chuck. I'll keep him around. Okay. So. All right, fair enough. Oh, you hear that, guys? He referred to him as his Chuck. My Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> my Chuck. Yeah. Well, does everyone feel comfortable with Ryan? Is he legit enough that we can continue on this show? No, cut his mic. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to awesome. say, can we drop this call? <laughs> <laughs>
movie week in review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Alright, what we're going to do here is uh, Ryan sent us some uh, suggestions for some show segments that he wanted to run and uh, our uh, our new showrunner Chuck here picked out uh, some of the more interesting stuff that he thought and we're going to let Ryan run with it here uh, with uh, his part of the show. So basically now we are now in a Star Joe's episode. Hi, this is Larry Hama and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. And uh, yeah, and, and just to let you guys know too. Obviously, what's on Joe Mind will come out with it, come out with the episode first. But of course, we're going to do our own little Star Joe's take on it and release it maybe a week or so later. So you'll get two different perspectives on the on even the editing process and everything. So I think that'll be kind of fun. So I don't, I don't like the sounds of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you cuss now, they don't bleep you. All right, cool. <laughs> Fuck this. Goddamn patriots! Hey. Fuck All the right. giants. All I'm saying is that as soon as as soon as Gary said we're now on a Star Joe's episode, it started smelling a little funny in here. <laughs> as it should. All right, so uh, yeah, I had a bunch of questions I sent out, and uh, we're, we'll just jump right in. Uh, like I said, we're mostly a comic book podcast, so hopefully you guys are up on your reading, and if you're not, just fake it. Done. <laughs> so uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with the Larry Hama's run on, on the old Marvel run and everything else. Just recently, I'm going to relate this back to Transformers a little bit. Just recently, IDW came out and said that they are going to pick up and continue the Marvel run of Transformers. They're bringing back Simon Furman and Andrew Wildman, which were some of the original people that worked on that run. 
And they're going to go from issue number 81, because the original run stopped at issue number 80. They're going to go from issue number 81 to number 100. So there's a finite end to how far that new Marvel or that continued Marvel run is going to go through. My question is, do you think, do any of you guys think that there's a finite end to Larry Hama's run, or do you think he's just going to keep going until either the book gets canceled or he just doesn't want to do it anymore? I, I could see an instance where Larry doesn't feel like he wants to do it anymore and kind of fades away, but I don't think he's really, he would never set a deadline for himself or set a, a direct endpoint. He's always said from day one that he just writes, he just goes with the flow kind of when he writes his stories. He never really thinks out continuity months and years in advance. He flies by the seat of his pants. He often doesn't know how an issue is going to end until he reaches the end of the issue. So um, I really can't picture him kind of saying, okay, this is what's going to happen in issue number 200, and this is the steps that are going to lead up to that. I could certainly see him getting to, you know, issue, you know, near 200. I mean, they're at 175 now, so it's probably another two years down the line, getting near issue 200, and maybe he runs out of ideas. Maybe he feels like he's not doing the title justice anymore. Maybe he just doesn't feel like, um, you know, he can still put his all into it. And I could see him kind of stepping back and fading away. But, um but no, I don't think he would. He, he would never set a firm, fast, final issue and kind of build up to that. But you know, if he if he does walk away, I could see him kind of doing that and kind of just leaving it. But I, I think he would. He always lamented the fact that when issue number one fifty five came along, he never really got a chance to finish it the way he wanted to. He, they just kind of get the, gave him the message that oh, you know the series is over and he kind of had to wrap things up really quickly. So I think he would at least set it up so he had a chance to finish off any loose ends and stuff. Okay. I'm kind of torn on this. Um, on one hand, I'd like to see Hama take G.I. Joe into, you know, the 2000s. Um, I'd like to see, you know, that that G.I. Joe, see what, what it would do and how it would deal with certain things in our more recent history. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be him if he wants to step away. I mean, if you look at the original run, you know, he didn't write every single episode, uh, issue. Um, on the other hand, you know, I really hope that if IDW, for whatever reason, decides to cut the series, um, they do give Hama enough time or whomever is writing enough time to finish it properly instead of, uh, having something rushed and what have you. But yeah, that's either, you know, either way, I, I'd be happy to see how it goes. To, to build on what Justin said, I, I kind of agree with him on this one. Um, in everything we've ever read, uh, interview-wise, with, with Larry and whatever we've heard from him and, and our various experiences with him, he's, he's just a really organic type of writer. But uh, I think it works, you know, the, the finite end there works a little bit more in Transformers, just because I think G.I. Joe is a stronger comic property. In terms of depth of characters and 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 depth of storylines, I, I think um, the uh, the Transformers comic in the U.S. as it was, and, and mind you, I, I'm aware that it took a pretty a pretty different life over overseas. Sure, but um, you know the the GI the GI Joe line, it would be it would be impossible to just throw you know, throw a dart at a board and say, okay, issue two tens where we're finishing it up, let's go. Unless, you know, obviously, unless they had to. Um, whereas with Transformers, it was it was a pretty disjointed run to begin with. You were you're always moving on to the next um, mini team du jour, uh, so to speak. So I think that 
there was kind of a kind of an overlying arc and and you know you could maybe tie that up in that that 19 issues or so and 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 do it justice but i don't i don't know if that would work at all for gi joe and i and really i i hope to never find out to be honest with you um as said i, I think idw got off to a pretty rough start um I, I was really wondering about that, and they've kind of they've kind of settled into a groove. I like I like the Hama book. Um, I've had the opportunity to read that a little bit more. I'm I'm, I'm home this week. I'm actually only uh, only a couple of miles away from Gary as we sit, so I, I've got to re- pick up uh, get into my brother's uh, comic comic Yikes. file a little bit. Um, you say like you knew. Shut up. <laughs> this is not sitting on your lap or something. No, 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 no. Although, you know, tomorrow maybe we'll get a burrito, and and who's to say what'll happen there? (laughs) But, um, but I I don't... Call me, call me. (laughs) (laughs) Call you what, baby? (laughs) Anyway, to to, to finish the thought before before things go painfully awry, (laughs) and um, by the way, Patriots suck. Um, All right, then. The, um, you know, the the Joe property, just, it, 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 there's no way to do that with them. There's just there's too many characters coming around. There's there's too many different ways to end it to just pick a spot and end it. Okay. Um, this is of course all hypothetical. So it's like, oh, right. gosh, did, did did I miss something? Did Hammer say something? <laughs> yeah, if something happens tomorrow. This was not no not no pre knowledge of this. <laughs> well, I will say that when we talked with uh, Jess and I had an interview with John Barber for one of our episodes and hit and. Um, the indication he gave us is that the title is doing very well. It started off slow, as Mike said. I, I think that was more story that it started off slow, but I think sales started off slow. But it really started to pick up steam as folks like Justin and myself and and Mike, who were more the classic, a real American hero type readers back from the Marvel days, are like, okay, it's not too bad. The artwork is great. They're bringing back traditional characters. I like it. The story is okay. So I don't really ever see it going away. If there is a day where Hama goes, you know, guys, I'm done. I wipe my hands. Uh, let somebody else write it. I do believe there's enough talent out there that have written G.I. Joe or would like to write for G.I. Joe that might be able to continue his style. Um, I would dare say that even some of the Devil's Do books that came out that were supposed to be a continuation actually weren't that bad, and I wouldn't mind seeing those reintroduced at some point. Or sure. maybe – yeah. Exactly. And I probably wouldn't mind seeing, you know, international aspects of Joe coming into it. So there's a long way to go before I think Larry um, exhausts his ideas of what he wants to do. Uh, but I think the great thing is if, if he just says, you know, if I'm done, I still think IDW is going to sell the book because I think it's done very well for him. Well, I, I think you bring up a great point, Gary, especially like the idea that you never know who else might be stepping in those shoes. Because if you had asked me, back in the 80s or even the 90s, who I really wanted drawing the G.I. Joe comic, I would have told you Rod Wiggum. I would have said there's nobody I would rather have drawing the G.I. Joe comic than Rod Wiggum. They had plenty of good artists since then. You know, They had Ron Wagner, they had uh, M.D. Bright, they had Andrew Wildman, they had a bunch of good guys kind of come up after he left. But there was no other artist I wanted drawing this book besides Rod Wiggum. And then we got to S.L. Gallant, who's been doing the IDW stuff, and his style almost mirrors Rod Wiggum's stuff oh, so brilliant. nicely. Yeah. Brilliant. It's so great that it's almost a perfect complement to what Rod Wiggum was doing in the 80s. And you, you just can't sit there and say, no, if him is not doing it, I don't want anybody can do it because nobody can do it as well. Well, I would have said the same about Rod Wiggum up until about a year ago. 
And but now somebody has proven that you know there are people who can kind of mimic that style and people who can kind of build upon that that realistic vintage aesthetic and still make a really nice book. Now I know art and and writing are completely different animals, but I would never say that nobody could follow in Hama's footsteps. He's because um, even Hama hasn't been able to follow in Hama's footsteps for a while. <laughs> uh, I mean he. He had a, a quite a long period of time where he wasn't quite up to his usual standards. And then we had the old oops of uh, sneak peek. So, <laughs> so um, that's an audible. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's an audible. Yeah. <laughs> I think he recovered that one pretty well. Yeah, he did not a bad but, job. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I would hesitate to say nobody could do it but Hammer. But yeah, and that kind of plays into it's almost like a second part to the whole question is which mm-hmm. is would you guys want if he decided to retire from doing it just didn't didn't feel like doing it anymore would you guys Want to see someone else pick up the torch and keep running with it, or would you be fine with them saying, you know what, this was Hammer's run, that's his legacy, let's leave it where it's at, and let's just keep going with the IDW continuity the way it was? I think it would really depend on kind of how Larry left it and how he wanted to leave it. Um, it's it's a tough call because, you know, obviously I did just say that um, that you don't want to ever say that nobody can pick up where Hammer left off because you just don't know until somebody tries. Well, if Larry kind of wants to leave on his own terms and kind of wants to wrap up the universe and put a little bow on it and it ends nicely and it ends well, then I'd say just let it be, you know, let it be and we'll kind of build from there and do something else. Um, because I do think to some extent sometimes, you know, extending the storyline beyond its its real breadth can sometimes hurt the end product. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, when IDW was starting this kind of Real American Hero resurgence, I was kind of feeling that way a little bit. I was kind of feeling like, well, maybe they should have left this alone. This really isn't kind of gelling with me. Um, it's just not working for me. You know, maybe they should have just kind of, maybe they shouldn't have, have dipped back into this well, but now it's kind of turned around and it's doing something really cool again. And the most important thing to me, I think, is that they can build on this enormous cast of characters, and they've already got the histories in place, so they can really explore some of those lesser characters like Dark Lawn, like Sneak Peek, and some of those guys. Instead of having to go back to the well, so yeah, maybe Hammond puts a nice bow on it, and they say, okay, well, let's try something else. And then once again, we have to find out what's, what Snake Eye's origin is again, who Zartan is again, who Cobra Commander is again. Yeah, they've got this, this vast well of characters they can build upon. If Larry is okay with it, I would say, yeah, let, let somebody else pick up where it left off and see where it goes. I mean, I, I agree with Mike and Gary that Brandon Jero would be a guy who I think is capable of doing that. Um but we just have to kind of see where Larry wants to leave it. And I think if it's okay with him, it's okay with me. Cool. Does uh, Star Joe's Chuck want to comment on any of this? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you're you're included on this too, dude. Thank oh. God. I was af- no, it's my show. I was afraid our Chuck had killed his Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've I just been getting piled on so much. I just kept my mic muted. and That's right. You, I, I don't take as much abuse. In took one it day. like a man. Oh, That's took right. it like a man. You keep there that you mic muted. You keep it. <laughs> Yeah, shine. This is my turn to shine. <laughs> I know. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> you guys see, I, I recorded with Ryan earlier, so I'm kind of browbeat right now. So, <laughs> come on, Chuck, dish it back. Well, you noticed when he mentioned everything, he did give me top billing as the star and the diva of the show. So, thank you. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would I would want just Larry to write the story. Like you said, Justin, who knows what somebody else is going to do with the franchise of a property. And this is my favorite book, my favorite comic of all time. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, you said maybe somebody can do it. Maybe they can't. 
I'm okay with just letting Larry ride it and be done with it. Cool. Cool. All right. We're ready to move on to the next uh, little topic here. You're the boss. All right. So uh, when it comes to comics, one of the things I've learned to really love uh, is, especially these days, is seeing a lot of the figures that they've decided to make. I've seen it a lot with Star Wars. I've seen it some with with G.I. Joe, and I'd like to see a lot more of it happen with G.I. Joe because I feel like there's been some great characters that have been introduced in the last couple years, especially in the IDW continuity. What, for those of you familiar with the either IDW continuity or even just the original Marvel run or the, the Larry Hammer run that's going right now in, in A Real American Hero, what characters have you seen that you would like to see figures made of? What do you think would make some good figures to come out? Um, this is a kind of tricky question because um, I was never a fan of the comics growing up. I've only just started to read them now um, just to like get some sort of like show prep. fix. Fix, well, show prep and, <laughs> you know, f- fix just for that like 80s Joe vibe. Um, yeah. It's funny, like, the characters I would want to see have already have figures. Scarface has a figure. Dr. Venom has a figure. Not easy to get, but you can get it. You just got to pay for it. Now, do you consider – sorry to interrupt you. Do you consider that Scarface an official Scarface or just a scarred Cobra Trooper? It's not really him by name from the comic. Well, I mean, let's be honest. They couldn't call the figure Scarface. Um, well, movie rights aside, but yeah, do you think uh, that the, could have been explained maybe in the file card where he says, you know, he was carrying a vial of poison for Doctor Venom and blah 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 blah, and died in the pit or something? Well, the file card, as it explained, it was like tied into the comic that he came with. That, yes, and, that's true. And in the comic, it was explained that you know that was that Scarface. So, I mean, I consider him the Scarface. Well, I'm just asking because I know most a lot of other collectors do. Um, but some some people out there just like that don't read the comic. You're just like I, I don't get it. So I, I applaud you for actually uh, considering him part of canon. Well, you know who knows? I mean, we they if they can do like a 30th anniversary retaliation, whatever comes on after the movie line, super de duper update of them. That's just you know mind-numbingly awesome then yeah i'll consider that one scarface but for right now you know um that comic two pack you know that's the scarface and you know we are supposed to be getting quinn at some point in some time somewhere down the line we saw him he's there (laughs) better there's a sore spot right there at the fandom (laughs) yeah yeah i need that figure now exactly but, but like Chuck said, I, I do consider that comic two pack Scarface too. Okay, I was about to say we needed we needed that Quinn figure like five years ago. <laughs> I mean, there's just... no because they couldn't have done it as well as they're doing it this time five years ago. So fair enough. But the, I mean, then then give it to us twice because Quinn, Quinn <laughs> we've needed we've needed Quinn out there a lot sooner than than he's gotten out there. Um, truthfully, though, I, I'm not I'm not big on supporting cast so much. I I, when when I would when I would play with Joe's as a kid, I know it was, um, you know, we kind of kept it confined to the to the uh, the figures that were at hand, you know, the the actual Joe's themselves, kind of like the cartoon did in that regard. Um, and not to say that there weren't there weren't other supporting characters that would pop up here and there on the cartoon, but but for the most part, you know, you'd have your five or six Joe's that you'd you'd base the episode around, and and you'd just go from there. 
Um, I know Gary's a big, big fan of Billy. Personally, I hate Billy. I, I could care less. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like be up, up in arms if they put out a Billy figure by any means. I'm not here to, to impose my will on the fandom. Well, okay, I'm here to impose my will on the fandom, but, but uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Billy. Um, you know, I, I don't need a white clown. I don't need a Bongo the Balloon Bear. Um, you know, they, these were, yeah, these were kind of, you know, these are these are one note characters, and they serve their purpose. And we don't and, need to and, be like Star Wars and have these one off. Hey, he appeared in, you know, tile yeah. three of this comic. Yeah, easy gato. Some of them are the best want figures ever, though. <laughs> but, but with Star Wars, it works because they're still crazy-looking alien guys, or they're wacky robots, or they're so. I mean, what is Bongo the Balloon Bear? It, it, take it completely out of context. What is Bongo the Balloon Bear? It's a a bear blonde that, woman. Yeah, it's it's a blonde woman in a bear costume. What does that have to do with GI Joe? Her name is Candy Apple. <laughs> no, but but whereas uh, most of these most of these you know two frame Star Wars guys, you, you 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 put them in a vacuum and you say, hey hey Mister X who I just pulled off the street, what is this? And they say, oh it's a Star Wars guy. So you know it kind of works for Star Wars. You know there's there's a sure. there's an aesthetic that they've got a stamp on right there that that works that that doesn't really work for Joe. I, I like uh, I like coming up with with. Either I, I've always been a fan, actually. When when Pursuit of Cobra first popped out, and and uh, we were getting um, familiar characters in different in different themes, you know, like Jungle Duke, I thought was a fantastic idea. You know, I think I thought we needed something like that to come along for a long time. I thought you know Arctic Snake Eyes was a fantastic idea, um, just so we didn't have you know we could take our favorites and we could. We could always just um, you know plug them into to whatever situation we liked. I, I wish they would have gotten around and in twenty fifth. I wish they would have gotten around to making Flint with one of those generic brown jackets that they were always running around with on the cartoons. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and that, I mean that's or or, or just uh, you know just 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 make a, a plain enough body that you could just swap anybody's head on there and it and it works. You know. Yeah. But um, but no, yeah, I'm. You know, I, I I'm I'm okay with it. You know, if you have somebody who who turns out to be major who comes along, like the Baroness is is probably uh, no probably about it. She's the biggest one to come along. She she was a comic character. There was no no pied hair mention of her in the in the toy line. Um, you know, she showed up on in the in the uh, in the comic book, and then that led to a spot on the cartoon, and she just wound up being. Do you real remember the spots. number? Of- do you remember the number of letters that were in the back of the post in the back of the comics post office pit asking for a Baroness figure? Did you ever read those back in the day? Oh yeah, I did. But I don't remember. It's like yeah. almost every every episode had a letter, and and, and there was someone asking for a Baroness figure until she came out. Yeah, and, and that needed to happen because, I mean, she was just constructed from the very beginning as this cutthroat, nasty character who really really helped make the bad guys' <laughs> engine go. But there aren't that many of those characters that, that tend to catch on like that in in the Joe books. We tend to we tend to have our favorite Joe or our favorite Cobra. We don't have a lot of people clamoring for you know the White Clown's minted assistant. Right. Well, I, just to kind of throw um, maybe it throws a monkey wrench in there. Just I have noticed some of the newer characters, and granted, like you said, they maybe if they get fleshed out more and they get and you get to know more about them. Like one of the characters that we have seen a figure for that. Started in the video game, granted, but really became a character of her own in the comics was Helix. Uh, when Helix first appeared, it was not a character I was all that interested in. 
But as I learned who she was and, and everything else, I changed my mind about wanting to own a figure of her because all of a sudden I'm like, okay, this is a really cool character that they've really fleshed out. Um, some other characters I've seen in recent recently in the comics that I would like to see them flesh out, and if they do a good job of it, I would love to see figures of, is in more so in the IDW continuity where you see a character like Blacklight, a character like Chameleon, uh, and then there's, of course, the one that I think they have to make a figure of right now is I need a Crake, and I need Crake as Cobra Commander. Yep. Here, here, here. I can check him off my list since you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> so so now Gary's going to give us his list of, of figures he wants to see, seven of which are Billy and different themes. Hey, <laughs> get off my sack for a second on Billy, all right, would you? You want to bleep that? Because that's funny. That'd be funny. <laughs> How can you not have a Billy figure? He how he is a it's a crime that he's appeared in as many comic issues as he has and doesn't have a figure. Yet we got a big lob. The big lob scores, and the crowd goes bananas. <laughs> seriously, now that it's comes a crime from, against humanity. Now that comes from, a, but seriously, he, he's appeared in. Well over a hundred issues between Devil's Due and Marvel, and there's no figure of them. Come on, man. Well, Big Big Lob was goofy fun, and Billy is a whiny tool. <laughs> and I will I will tell you my original when they were doing the whole Crake and him becoming the new Cobra Commander. My original theory for who Crake was is I thought they were going to introduce him as Billy. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. yeah yeah that would have been okay. I'd have finally accepted him at that point. <laughs> I, I got a couple others here that uh, I want to throw out there uh, before we wrap this segment up. Um, Shooter, even though it's Jim Shooter, and this whole thing that Devil's Due did about making it a female sniper, uh-uh, no. But I would like to see it incorporated uh, into uh, a larger role in the comic and a figure at some point. Devil's Due Serpentor. With all the, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That... And again, once again, we got screwed because we got CoverGirl instead. But she was—he was one of the choices in that in that vote. So once again, thank you for giving us CoverGirl. My God, let it go. Never, never. <laughs> how many? Never. How many years ago was that, Gary? Not long enough. That was like eight years ago. And it, it's eight too few. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, um, from Devil's Due, also the scab. Eh, well, Mistress Armadala. Or Armadala, Gary, Mistress Armada. <laughs> Let me try that again. You're, you're going Star Wars there, yeah, buddy. No, 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 I'm looking at Star Wars. Let me try that again so I can edit myself out and they can play it raw. Mistress Armada, that's who I'd like to see. Yeah. Uh, she and, and I know the club kind of um, kind of gave us munition and it's kind of supposed to be maybe sort of not close enough. Um, female adding more female ca- characters to this to to the figure line. Irregardless of what Hasbro says, I, I do think there's a demand for him, uh, at least at the collector's level. Would you want to see, the, since IDW went in this direction anyways, would you want to see a female version of the IDW continuity for female dial tone, female doc? Uh, well, I mean, there's there's already a female dial tone that came out for the movie line. There's a female okay. doc that came out uh, from the club. So as far as I'm concerned, they're out there. And if they wanted to redo them again and in more widestream or mainstream status, for instance, a female doc uh, from the Tanks for the Memory set, yeah, I think it's great. Go ahead, bring it out so everyone can own one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I find myself when you know when I saw this question was being posed, kind of thinking back, and a lot of the characters that I 
want to see that haven't been released yet are more cartoon based, which is really weird for me because I'm much much more of a comic fan than a cartoon fan. But I think Hasbro has done a good job kind of checking some figures off that list, either Hasbro or the Collectors Club. Dead dimming and all that crap, are you? Oh no 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 no! Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking like Pythona and I'm. Oh right on, right on, yeah. Sparks and some. And it's, I know the Sparks. club did a version of Sparks, but I think they could have done a better Sparks. Yeah, than that, that wasn't a very good one, but. Um. So oh. yeah, just I'm just thinking things like that, but um, you know, if you're if you're just talking comic, uh, I agree totally on some of the IDW stuff. The Crake slash Cobra Commander is absolutely a no-brainer. They got to do something with that. I really want to see a figure of that. I just yeah, like. I want, I want a comic two pack of that. Yeah, so. that would be excellent. Um, even if they wanted to do some of the IDW Cobra Vipers, they kind of have that weird gas mask helmet. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I like those guys. Um, the way the latest episode, the latest episode, the latest issue of Snake Eyes that has Storm Shadow on the cover, uh, Storm Shadow drawn by Robert Adkins, would make just for an absolute badass Storm Shadow action figure. Just some kind of IDW style Storm Shadow. You know, pretty cool. Lots of little straps. You know, the the textured mask. That kind of thing. Obviously, Quinn and Billy both from the Marvel series. I'm backing Gary up on the Billy thing. I want to see a Billy too. Uh, I don't want to see. Don't want to see him in a Boy Scout uniform. I want to see him. A little Who's bit more the tool up. now, Mike? <laughs> Mike's the tool. Yeah. No, it's it's still Billy. <laughs> you are a craftsman, man. You are a tool. Um, one. Uh, <laughs> that, that at least makes me sound like I'm real good at it. I can handle that. <laughs> I'm more. I'm more for. about. I'm more about competence than than good or evil. Anyway, I'm. I'm good. <laughs> um, one figure that I think really needs to be uh, put out there actually is Torpedo in his land gear. I know they did a wetsuit in the conventions. Oh yeah, yeah. they got to do yeah. a torpedo to match so we can go. You know, in the jungle alongside wetsuit and have he's just work. an underappreciated character though. Yes, I love Torpedo, but yeah. you can't do anything with him because he's in that permanent wetsuit. So I mean, you really can't. He's you, not. You want the cartoon version where he's in blue jeans and a white T-shirt? Uh, no, no, that would no. be dumb. But it would make it would make an awesome sideshow figure if you guys are listening. Yeah, <laughs> give him his wetsuit and a little bit of regular. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. And um, and another one that just kind of popped in my head. There's a bunch of the Devils Do designs that I liked, but one of my favorites was that initial Destro design that they did. Kind mm. of Destro's son. It kind of like that black and red bodysuit. Um, you know, really kind of muscular and it just looked pretty cool. I like that one a lot. Aren't you also into like the plague characters as well? Oh my God! How could I forget them? Yeah, come on, man, you're getting oh, old. The plague, yeah. You saved me on that one. I would take all 13 members of the plague. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the the concept. There you go. Well, it's not like Mr. Bell is uh, has an in with the club and has possibly put it on its form multiple times. <laughs> and if anyone would be up to stuffing a ballot box, I do believe it would be Justin. So hey, I'll sure. do it. Sure. Whatever it takes, right? I'm a Patriots fan, after all. We cheat. <laughs> it's been proven. <laughs> not, not well enough. <laughs> now, now I know that two, two that I don't believe have been. You guys can correct me because you guys are, are the experts when it comes to this. But the two that I know of different, ta- they're different takes of characters that have already had figures, but they're from the IDW continuity. Is I would like to see the IDW version of Crystal Ball and Big Boa, because I think those were a, a much superior version of that char- of those characters. See, Big Boa, to me, I really couldn't care less about, because he was just basically a big guy with a metal face or a metal jaw. I mean, Boxing I'd, gloves. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there just wasn't that much exciting about that figure. I mean, I wouldn't mind just because I love the G.I. Joe Cobra series so much, and I would love to see some of those characters kind of translated in plastic. That would be a reason that I might want to see that. But just mm-hmm. as a toy, I don't think it's all that exciting. 
but um but I I would certainly if they were going to start exploring the Cobra universe I would I would kill for them to reproduce some some of those figures that would be a really really cool idea. All right, well seems like we exhausted that one. So uh, what we're going to do now is a little whenever we have someone on for an interview, we have a segment at the end of, of our of our area that we call the firing range, uh, and these these are rapid fire questions where it's a lot of classic debates. But I made all these discussions uh, Joe-centric for your show. So uh, you can take turns answering these questions really quick. If you feel a need for whatever reason to explain why your choice is, that's fine. But the idea is to keep just keep firing through these. So just I'm sure you guys have addressed these some of these before, but just to kind of go quickly through them. The very first question is G.I. Joe or Cobra? Cobra. Cobra. I'm a G.I. Joe guy. Cobra. Joe. Nice. I'm a Joe. So, and that was, that's not, I'm a, I'm a joke. I'm a Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number, number two, Duke or Flint? Flint. Duke. Flint. Duke. Duke. Flint. Right down the middle on that one. Uh, <laughs> Cobra. Happy you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. And, it, and, it, and it's good that you're willing to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I got Chuck to admit he's wrong, so. Uh, Cobra Commander or Destro? Destro. Destro. Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. If done right, Cobra Commander. Not Sunbow Cobra Commander, but Cobra Commander. <laughs> yep, Cobra Commander. For me, it's Destro. I, uh, you know, Comic Cobra Commander. Attaboy. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I'm in on Comic Cobra Commander, otherwise Destro, but yeah, Cobra Commander it gets it just for that. Okay. Uh, Scarlet or Lady J? Old school Scarlet. Thank you, Gary. Scarlet. <laughs> Scarlet, oh. definitely. <laughs> Both at the same time. In mud. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> correct answer, yes. Yes. I'll be the different one. I'm going Lady J. You just like her cleavage. You're, you're not that much different. I'm Lady J also, so. See, see. first off, Justin, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four-inch piece of plastic. It is a bad thing. <laughs> and, 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 and second off. Sec, sec, anyway, go move on. <laughs> uh, torpedo or wetsuit? Torpedo. Torpedo. Wetsuit. Torpedo. Uh, for me, it was wetsuit. Come on, Mike, be different. No, I'm also in on wetsuit because they actually made a version of him in his t- land togs. So until until torpedo steps up to the bar, <laughs> it's, it's all about wetsuit. All right, uh, snake eyes or storm shadow? Fuck snake eyes, storm shadow. <laughs> snake storm, eyes, storm, storm shadow. shadow. I'm going to go with Snake Eyes here. Storm Shadow, but only if he's with Cobra. I don't oh, mess around so with this Joe Storm Shadow. Guys, man. Um, it's, oh. not our fault. it's not our fault you suck, Gary. <laughs> yeah, it is. You, you guys are pulling me down. Especially you, Mike. I'm, I'm, Why? What's your problem? No, just Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, that's good. I was going to say, I was on your side. I picked Storm no, I Shadow. I know. I'm right with you. I'm, I'm going yeah, but he's a Patriots fan. We know he sucks. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going Snake Eyes because he looked awesome both as the commando form and the ninja form. So there you go. It's good. Um, good reason. This one don't don't think too hard about. Favorite GI Joe comic series, past or present? Any series that's ever been done. What's your favorite one? Real American Hero. Marvel Special Missions. Real American Hero. Real American Hero. Eighties Marvel. 
I'm Attaboy. I'm going to be the oddball out there. I'm going to go with the Cobra series. I'm surprised yeah, you didn't go uh, Transformers versus GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, because some of those were really he, bad. <laughs> he said he said not to think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, the Cobra series that's out there right now. I, I I love the whole espionage take on it, and I I've yet to. I mean, I love all the GI Joe comic series, but yeah, the Cobra one for some reason is just I gravitated towards it big time so i certainly would not look down on you for that it's a great series definitely yeah all right again don't think too hard about these just first thing that pops in your head your fright your favorite gi joe cobra figure from your childhood snow job flash 84 zartan Recondo. good nice beachhead nice i'm gonna go dusty good call uh your favorite gi joe or cobra vehicle from your childhood does that include play sets yes all right terror drone that I'm, going the, I'm going with the rattler Sky Striker. His two. Ooh, Ooh that's a good call. Nice so. one. Taste. Okay. Meh. <laughs> I'm meh the His two. <laughs> All right. And anyone that listens to our show can answer this one for me, probably. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> My, mine was the USS Flag, so. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't put that on because I didn't have that as a kid. So yeah. I went with the Terror Drum, which I did have as a kid. So. Yeah. I, I actually had, again, I've mentioned this on our show before, but. Uh, for those of you guys who are not familiar with it, what my dad did was uh, he actually mounted the USS flag onto a board and put dolly wheels underneath so I could wheel that sucker around like a vehicle. Oh man, nice! Oh yeah, Nerd. And we and we had a we had a addition put on. Dude, quit the story. I hate you. I never had it. I hate you. <laughs> we had an addition. Stop. We had an addition put on our house that had a cement floor, and it was one step down to get from the main house to where the addition was. I'm gonna cry. Just quit it. <laughs> so the flag could wheel right up to that step and unload its cargo, and it was good. So, uh, all right. Last but last but not least, Holy Grail GI Joe or Cobra toy from your childhood that you never got but you always wanted. Night Raven. Does that mean we still don't have it? No, you can yeah. have it now, but you can oh, have okay. it. Oh, okay. Terradrome. Skystracker. It's got to be the flag. Yeah, I, I wanted that as a kid, but I never never got it until about eight years ago. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. If we if, if you go by the spirit of the question, yeah, it would be the flag. Uh, For me, it was the whale. Never had it. Oh, it was sweet. I know. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. <laughs> Chuck's just trying to rub it into me now because. <laughs> oh, you totally missed out. That little, that little bike in the back that came out—that was so awesome. We we had the killer whale and we mounted it on a little board. <laughs> no, it just doesn't work. That story doesn't work at all that way. <laughs> Damn it! it already had wheels on it, Ryan. It already had wheels on it. It came with cotton. Damn it! That's true. There are wheels on it already. Yeah, your childhood sucked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can only I can put like ten whales on top of the flag. Yeah, that's. that's I know. I hate you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we bring him on again? Because the people like me. They were demanding me. It's a cross. Well, the people like me. <laughs> it's a crossover. Right. Oh. Eh, whatever. <laughs> just had Chuck on. It would be Joe's. I'm going to reiterate what I said. I'm going to reiterate what I said before, which is Chuck, mute your mic. It's my turn to shine. <laughs> Wow, who's the diva now? <laughs> well, see, I, I don't have to play the straight guy because I'm no longer on our show. Oh, you can let your freak flag fly. That's right. I got somebody. You. Somebody just got two snaps in a circle. Wow. You know it. Fabulous. <laughs> Dude, don't do that. I can sample that one and replay it over and over. Uh, Gary, don't do that. <laughs> make, make that happen, Gary. <laughs> Already got Chuck doing it. Our Chuck. <laughs> 
All right. Now, now you can play them both at the same time. Yeah. Be like a Chuck chorus, a, a fabulous Chuck, Chuck chorus. Chuck chorus. <laughs> Just imagine if we're actually in perfect harmony. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's all the questions I had for the rapid fire. Hopefully, you guys had some some fun with that. Just love playing it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's fun when you get. Uh, see, I was a psych major too, so it's it's fun with that. Uh, you know, that quick reaction just to see what people will say when they're not trying to think too quickly about something. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I I'm having a blast. I mean. I'm going to go ahead and turn things over because I think my head's about to explode with the control that I've had so far. <laughs> so, Isn't that power addictive? It is very addictive, but I'll go ahead and relinquish it back over to you. Uh, I appreciate it. Because, you know, I was <laughs> he, starting he to does feel appreciate withdrawals. it. He's, he's yeah. a power-hungry bastard. <laughs> I, I am. All right, well, that brings us up to intermission, so we will be right back after the break. Emerging from the dark humor that was the Beast Unleashed podcast, Steve Megatron, TFG1 Mike, Pecan Court Michael, and the Cybertronian correspondent Optimus Solo move on to Transformers Animated with Transformation Animation Podcast. 20 episodes covering all three seasons of the cartoon, the books, and the awesome toy line. We'll also have cast and crew interviews, so get tapped with GCRN's next Transformers franchise podcast, Transformation Animation Podcast, available on iTunes and the web at www.geekcast.com. Radio.com. Get your tap on. Decepticons, transform and rise up. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on geekcastradio.com. <laughs> 15 minutes earlier I can go to bed I know, uh, anybody need to get anything to drink or anything? Was was the His 2 the one that opened up in the back and could hold, all, could mm-hmm. hold a bunch of figures? Yes All right. Because mm-hmm. You know what my problem was? <laughs> you picked the back on you didn't even know which one it was? Because <laughs> I, I couldn't think of freaking names Because, oh god we're, we're here giving you all the props and you just like pulled that totally out of your ass You didn't even know what <laughs> you were talking about I, I was, Dude, you don't understand I saw the tiger rat I saw the tiger bear. Um, I saw the um, one with the removable uh, gun turret in the back that could split into three vehicles. Um, the mean dog. Mean dog, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the mean dog. I, I, I saw all those. Oh, it was. I couldn't think of the damn name because I have so. Because you know what happened was um, I have a lot of the, like the small chintzy vehicles just because. Yeah, you, it's, you panicked and went, Mirage Cycle, uh. <laughs> It's like I couldn't think. Of another fight. Oh yeah, the hiss too. Because I was like that. Cause uh, pack rat. Uh, yeah. No, I don't have to. I have to pack right now. Uh, sneak armor. Uh. Uh, Cobra Pogo. Cobra Pogo. <laughs> See. Cobra Pogo. 
Come on, Road Toad. Come buzz on, ball, Road buzz Toad. Buzzball, buzzball. Coastal Defender. The yeah, buzzboard buzz yeah. Defender. It's Fox. <laughs> see, see now, now in my show notes, when I post it, I'm going to put down in the show notes that Chuck pulls a hiss two out of his ass. There you go. <laughs> I will like say, say something. Listen to radio. I did get a mileage out of it back in the day. I'll tell you. I, I will say to his two is pretty awesome. I never got it, but I got it when the club had it for uh, the San Francisco convention. That is a pretty awesome view. The, the way the, the the cockpit opens and the back opens and slides out. Yeah. I mean, I was like, man, how did I miss that back in the day? But oh, what happens? Wait, what slides out? The open tarts. The the weak part of it. Gary, you're Wait. old, and by that point, you were like dating girls. Oh, 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 oh. G- G- Gary, what slides out on the back of the hiss too? The troop compartment. It slides out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever remember sliding that thing out. It's the age of discovery, Chuck. I don't think it slid out. I think it opened up, didn't it? No, no, it no, opened it up, and then you pulled it out. Like, the yeah, tool pulled down, and then it slid okay. out. See, I never had one. I, I don't know, but... That, I think, needs to get a, like, a reissue, because that was, like, I mean, a really I'd say cool... The tooling's out there if the club had it not too long ago, but it's been a while. Hey, uh, Ryan, Chuck, do you guys have copies of the um, the letters that I'm going to be reading uh, I believe so. I, I have him in our in our email. Yeah. Okay. I know I sent it to Ryan. I don't know if Chuck got it from Ryan. Did you get it, Chuck? He could bring up our email account if he remembers how to. <laughs> um, Gary, they report part of the show notes, so it's like it's in the chat window. Yeah, uh, I just don't want him to scroll all the way up because it's it's a way ways up there right now. Um, well, yeah, repost you know, fifty million people had to, like um, type into the chat window. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Chuck, do you want me to, <laughs> Chuck, you want me to forward it to you? His, or? The 50 million yeah, go ahead, have forward to, it to be me. all Australian. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. I couldn't talk. I needed to get it out there. Is it killing you? You have no idea. It's so good that I had the mic muted. <laughs> okay. Um, are we ready to start the second half? Absolutely. So when when am I coming in, Gary? Like, am I, I, I I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in the second half. We're going to the mailbag. But first, I'm going to introduce Craig, who's joining us for okay. the second half of the program. Do we really yeah. have to? Oh, 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 Defeated, huh? Yeah, he's been up. He's been up. He's been up a lot the last couple of nights, just crying and crying. <laughs> if Wes Welker just would have caught that, it's well, sad because it's true. I don't know what Brady was thinking on that rollout. What do you think he is, Eli Manning? <laughs> Justin, for the record, mate, I didn't understand the game, but I was hoping the Patriots would win. Well, thank you. No more Wallaby cut. jokes. Cut his mic. Okay, yeah, his mic's getting cut. All right, we're awesome ready. We ready. Okay, here we go. Now, back to G.I. Joe. And we're back. It's time to dip into the mailbag. But before we do, we do have a, another person that has joined us. Other person, would you please speak up? In order, G.I. Joe, uh, Joe Flint, Cobra Commander, Jay Wetsuit, Snake Eyes, Special Missions, Outback, Mean Dog, and the USS Flag. Dude, it killed you to keep your mouth shut when you heard all that, didn't it? You have no idea. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Craig, Craig, everybody. Say hi. What's going on, Craig? Hey, Craig. Hi, Craig. 
Hey Ryan, another Chuck. It's good to talk to you guys. I've uh, I've followed your show with great interest ever since I saw the ads on uh, Comic Geek Speak on their forums. Awesome. Oh, thank you very, thank much. You very much. Uh, it's uh, we I know on my show we don't talk enough Star Wars, so I'm glad that someone is. And and you guys feel about Star Wars the way that I do. I think where it's not the greatest thing ever, it's not the worst thing ever. It's just a you know a fun thing, and it's hard to find that on the internet. <laughs> what people talking about Star Wars? No, no. Like if you if you there's a Star Wars podcast called the Force Cast. Yes, which you're that, really yes. if you're really really into Star Wars, it's fantastic. If you're just like like Star Wars but are willing to admit that there's faults, yeah, and then it's a little. It's it's like listening to Star Wars Church. Then you come to Star Joe's because we'll admit the faults. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you still enjoy it. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, now that we got an extra on the show, let's uh, move on to the mailbag. Uh, this letter comes to us from uh, Will Bell, our friend Will Bell that was serving in Afghanistan. He says, hey, guys, I'm happy to announce that I'm back in the U.S. of A. Yay. All right. <laughs> After 18 months in Afghanistan, during my last three weeks in country, my patrol came under fire, and I was a lucky winner of three pieces of shrapnel on my left ankle. Yeah, well, talk about taking one for the team. We Thank you, thank you. Uh, and I really hope that that didn't cause any permanent damage. Um, so after a few surgeries, I'm recovering at home in Maine with my Wave 4 Joes, my back issue of G.I. Joe, Cobra, G.I. Joe Classic, Snake Eyes, and What's on Joe Mind podcast. Thank you very much. All right. I do have a question to ask. I searched long and hard online for the Joe Collectors Club website, and I found it. <laughs> That's a low blow, Will. <laughs> I would love for you guys to explain to me, if I join up at the officer level, do I get a figure and magazine? What about the club-exclusive figures that I've been hearing so much about? I would really love to hear you guys read this on a future podcast and hear all of your takes on it. I have a feeling that Chuck will be funnier than me on pain meds. Thanks so much, and go Pats. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they went. They went home. Oh, oh man! Oh, Will oh Bell. such a, such oh, a tender Pats, dream Pats crushed. Him and you're laughing at him. I hope uh, that it's the Pats part is what he didn't get wounded because they lost, man. Yeah, he didn't get wounded because <laughs> now man. the wound is just all the deeper. <laughs> That's your wound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have shrapnel. I've got I've got Brady shrapnel. That's what I've got. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Will Bell, not Justin Bell. <laughs> <laughs> related, maybe we're related. So, uh, Justin, let's yes. talk about the club a little bit here. Absolutely, and uh, let's help him out with his questions. Go ahead, start it off. Yes, um, if you join up at the officer level, you do indeed get your figure. I think it's uh, if if you're in Maine, you're, it's probably like forty two bucks a year. Um, you will get uh, the officer, you know, you buy the officer level 42 bucks. you get the free figure. You have to make sure you sign up by March 16th if you want Footloose. Uh, you will get... And don't Footloose. sign up on the 15th. Yes, please don't sign up on the 15th. Or if the you day want. of the 16th. Just freaking sign up for crying out loud. Um, and you also get the magazine, yes. You get 12 months of the Collector's Club magazine. And um, it's been getting a lot better, in my opinion, over the past few months. They've just barely started a Footloose uh, story arc in the comic, which has been pretty cool so far. Now, is that because that you're a contributor of it, or this no, no, I'm not a contributor to the Footloose comic because yeah. it's my it's my opinion. It's my opinion that it is a, a good magazine. I just wasn't sure yeah. if you were just kind of stroking oh, the magazine in general. Feel better right now. 
Oh no, it's I, I think it's a great magazine. You know, I, honestly, the, the stuff I contribute to it, I I hope it's of value. I mean, it's Renegades episodes that are no longer on the air from a series that's canceled, and it's Real American Hero issues, which I, which are four months old. So, <laughs> I think people find value in it. I'm happy to do it. Um, hopefully, uh, if things work out, I should be contributing a little bit more in the future. We shall see. Good. Um, Good. But it's no, it's a, I think it's a great newsletter, and I like kind of what they're doing with the Footloose story. They're tying a lot of their convention figures into it. You know, you get some Night Stalker appearances. You see um, people who got the the Vacation in the Shadows comic. They're kind of revisiting the whole Natalie Poole storyline with Interrogator from way back then. Um, they're tying some things together. It looks like they may even be touching on the Zombie Viper story, which Gary will be excited to see. Yay. So uh, I think they're doing some cool things in the newsletter. So I think uh, people will enjoy it. I'm liking the uh, the Adventure Team comic. It's kind of looking like um, a classic Joe comic, the way they're kind of drawing it out a little bit. It's badass, too. Yeah, speaking of Rod Wiggum, who I was raving about earlier, yep. he's drawing that now. So um, Or he's been drawing it. So it's, yeah, definitely another cool piece to the con- to the newsletter puzzle, for sure. So to explain, uh, you pay your 42, uh, you get uh, your 12 magazines, your free figure, and that makes you an, uh, or puts you up at the officer level, which gets you officer level pricing in the club store, and also makes you eligible for the figure subscription service um, whenever that will be starting up uh, anytime here soon. Uh, we heard that it might be as early as this week from last week's podcast. Uh, we have not reached that point yet, uh, but yep. when the club's ready, they'll let us know. Exactly, and, and- be aware that you do have to still pay for the subscription service. The officer level membership not is not included. That's correct. You can purchase that subscription, but there is additional charges to to purchase that subscription. It just makes you eligible. Exactly. So uh, thanks, Will, for the letter. And uh, man, we got to get him on the show, or just okay. uh, yeah, just man, thanks for all you did, and, and you're going to continue to do for our country. And uh, we hope you heal up. And uh, for you, sorry about the pats, man. <laughs> now, if you're a Red Sox fan, it totally erases the Patriots thing. So if yeah, if he's Sox from Maine, fan, if he's from Maine, I'm betting he's a Sox fan. Everybody, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that he's a Sox fan. Mike, yeah, on the other hand, yeah. good luck with that rotation, fellas. <laughs> oh, we signed anybody in the offseason? I don't even know what the hell we've done. I don't know. I think I think you actually went out and got Tommy John. All right. I think you've been hearing so much about those surgeries, you just went out and signed the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's from Indiana, isn't he? He is. He's, he's actually he was a fine pitcher twenty five years Terre ago. Terre Haute, I believe. Before he ironically um, needed the Tommy John surgery. That was pretty ironic that he Yeah. Needed, his name was Tommy John. There you go. And yes. we just lost everybody that was listening to the program. There are actually <laughs> oh. two very two very funny Tommy John stories out there. Do you are they really that funny? They're, they're pretty funny. In that uh, he he of course pitched till he was like forty seven years old or something. Correct. And um and uh mm-hmm. You know, everybody asked him what he thought his chances are of getting into the Hall of Fame, and he said, "I don't know. Anybody who remembered me back when I was good is dead already." <laughs> and then the second one was when he had his surgery done. He said, "I, I asked them to, to give me the Kofax fastball, and they did. Only it was Mrs. Kofax." All right. I don't look. Look, those are those are quality baseball jokes. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't write them, folks. He just repeats them. I just repeat them. Okay. Well, here's a question that we can include everyone in on. Uh, this is our next uh, question. This comes from Vince. It says hi, guys. Congratulations again for a great show. Now that the podcast has become the voice of the G, the voice for the GI Joe fans for all the latest news and opinions, are you starting to feel a sense of responsibility towards the fandom? 
or the promotion of the brand in general. In other words, with your names being so recognizably associated with G.I. Joe, do you now try to be more diligent when reporting or giving opinions, seeing that you may have a different effect on how the brand is perceived by your listeners? Chuck, did you write this? No. (laughs) (laughs) Also, a topic that gets thrown around uh, a lot is is the effort that Hasbro and the and the GI Joe Club should be making in order to broaden the fan base to younger audiences. I do feel that this is something you should be doing as uh, excuse me. Do you feel that this is something you should be doing as well? Do you find yourselves trying to tweak certain aspects of the show or avoid certain discussions so that's a little more accessible to everyone and not just hardcore Joe fans? What do you think the average age for GI Joe fans listening to your podcast is? Thanks again for the great show, Vince. Well, you guys can go ahead and start talking. I can actually get him demographic information. So you guys go ahead, and I will dig into the demographics. Well, those are actually some great questions. Um, I mean, I've and I want the Starjo guys to talk about this too, because I, obviously, I think they're 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 fan based. There's a lot of listeners there, and you guys can affect a lot of opinions as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. Um, I mean, for but me, he's got to talk anyway. Why did, didn't you want the Star Joe's people to go first, or what? I'm following the talking order here, Mike. Come on now. I know it was just it was just so. No, you're right not, there. Justin. All right, screw you, Chuck. Talk. <laughs> okay. Well. Um... <laughs> All right. There you go. Now it's my turn. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. Go ahead. Patriots suck. Um... <laughs> That's just going to be the go-to insult from now on, isn't it? Jesus. Oh, at least. Welcome to Wallaby Well, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <sighs> right, everyone, settle down. First question, I tell it like I see it. I ain't here to make friends. Um, I ain't, you know, I don't care what the powers that be, whomever they are, think of me. If I like something, I'm gonna sing its praises and tell you to go out and buy it. If I don't like it, I'm gonna tell you to avoid it like the plague, and I'm gonna question the sanity maturity and masculinity or femininity of the individual of the individual who made it now the um, second question I even when I was a little boy I always felt that Joe skewed a little bit older than a lot of the other boys toys on the market at the time and I really think as time went on, the age gap distance. Um, really, by like the early 90s, I felt that there was a definitive age difference between the kids picking up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, whatever, and whatever else was on the market at the time, the Batman toys. And the guys who collected G.I. Joe. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was like a 25th or 30th anniversary for the you know, 12-inch Joe line that was being mar- pushed in with the a real American hero. So it was bringing a lot of those older guys in. And you know, to today, I have not seen a single kid pick up a three-and-three-quarter-inch Joe figure – in ever since I've been back into collecting them, which was about 2007 for the 25th anniversary. Um, now, of course, that can be also the other problem that kids just aren't playing with toys like they were nowadays, but that's another topic. You know, if Hasbro wants to try something to get them kids back in, 
you know, all for it. Um, I think they need to go back to the core of the line. What was the appeal in the first place? What was their original intent? Um, G.I. Joe being a vehicle-based line where the figure was the accessory. Maybe try something like that. I know it's a little late now with the movie line coming out. I mean, however they're going to do it, they're going to do it. But maybe going forward, because I think retaliation is going to buy them a lot of stock. Yeah, I mean, as far as being the voice of for GI Joe fans, I don't. I mean, I don't know if we're necessarily that. Um, you know, I've been running a website for a while, so I've also always felt kind of a little bit of responsibility for promoting the brand. And I mean, that's kind of what I do and why I do it. I mean, it's a fan site, so it's a it's a site I made because I'm a fan of the property. Um, that being said, I'm not going to be dishonest. I'm going to say what I feel, and I think we all say what we feel on the show as well. Um, I do feel, I mean, I don't know, diligent when giving opinions, I guess, might be a good way to do it. I want to, not necessarily whether it's positive or negative, but as long as it's educated, I think is really all that I care about. If I'm expressing a decision or expressing an opinion, I want to make sure that I have valid reasons for that opinion. I'm not a knee-jerk reaction. I think that's really the only duty or responsibility that we have is just to make sure that what we are saying is something that we've put thought into and something that we've considered all angles of and something that we've, um, you know, kind of thought about and put some, you know, and gotten some education behind. That's really, I think, that goes for anybody, really, on any forums. You know, nobody's going to listen to anybody who's just kind of talking off the cuff, throwing F-bombs around or can't even type a complete sentence correctly. You got to put some thought into it, and got to put some respect into it, and got to put some, you know, put your thinking cap on and and act like you've been there before. And that's kind of what I feel like I've been doing with the site, and kind of what I feel like I've been, we've all been doing in this podcast. And I think that's important. You know, it doesn't matter whether we're puffing up Hasbro's ego or whether we're um, chopping them down or talking crap about the GI Joe Club or whatever. It's it's we're saying how we feel. Um, but we're giving reasons for it, and we're putting some thought behind it, and I think that's important. Constructive criticism is going to get you a lot further than you know just uh, just a little three-word, uh, no explanation response. And I think that's really the only responsibility we have is just to be honest and to be upfront and to be intelligent with our with our response and our opinions. Um, as far as uh, as extending the reach to the younger audiences, I mean that's Hasbro's responsibility. I don't think that's the GI Joe Club's responsibility. We've kind of been that through that before. Um, Hasbro is kind of the one that's reaching out to the mass markets. The Collectors Club is just that. It's a club for collectors. I don't know if you consider kids as quote-unquote collectors. Um, you know, so Some of them probably are. I know I was when I was 10 years old, but not everybody is. Um, so I don't think that responsibility falls on the club's shoulders. That falls on Hasbro's shoulders. The club is there to cater to us, and I think they should cater to us, and that's what I'd like them to do. Uh, I don't want them to try to extend their reach to bring in the younger audiences. I don't think that's their purview, and I don't think that's their specialty. Um, I mean, a ten-year-old is not going to tell his parents to cough up, you know, fifteen hundred bucks to take him to the convention every year. So it's that's not really what the club is there for. Altering our discussions, I don't think we alter our discussions at all. We say what we feel, and I don't think that's changed since the first episode we've done. We might sound a little bit better doing it. We might be a little bit more comfortable with our atmosphere and a little comfort- more comfortable with our surroundings, but. I don't think we've changed what we've done since episode one. It's always been just getting on the mic and talking how we feel and and bantering back and forth. It's just what we do, and I don't think we have to avoid certain discussions, and I don't think we have to tweak our show any special way to appeal to any certain audience. We're just doing what we're doing, and we're having fun with it, and I think that's really all we can do, and that's really what our only responsibility is. And uh, as far as the average age, 
for G.I. Joe fans listening to our podcast, I would say we're probably at least late 20s, if not you know, getting into the 30s. I don't think there's a whole lot of younger Yeah, actually, younger I folks. have that right now. Um, you got the demographics? Yeah, um, of the 101 people that have actually answered the question on um, the survey, uh, nearly half are 25 to 34, and the other half is 35 to 44. There you go. So it looks like about mid twenties to mid forties, somewhere in that window. Yeah, late twenties to mid forties. It's a pretty big window, but hundred uh, percent male. <laughs> surprise, surprise! Come on, ladies, oh, <laughs> step get it up. out there and answer the survey. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Neither one of you has answered the survey. Crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. That's all right. Patriots suck. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, when we first started our show, the, one of the rules that Chuck and I said was that we would certainly not cater to anyone as far as saying, like, if someone came to us and said, you know, well, we really want you to, you know, we'd like to work with you, but we really want you to promote this or promote that. We were like, you know, we want to do the show honest. And we told our listeners right up front, look, you're going to get honest feedback from us. Uh, and it goes back to what Craig was saying earlier, like in regards to. Uh, Star Wars, or really any other any other of the properties that we cover, you know, there's the diehard fans that will love every single thing that comes out, and they will buy every single thing just because it says GI Joe, just because it says Transformers, just because it says Star Wars on it. Chuck and myself are not that those fans. We are the fans that are passionate about these properties. It's why we're doing the podcast is because, and I know it's crazy to believe with all the properties we cover to say that we're passionate about every single one of them, but but we are. That's what we grew up with. That was our life. For from age five to age fifteen during the eighties, that we loved every single property. At least I, I know I can speak for myself. I loved every single property I came across, and it was no different with GI Joe. I had a passion for these characters. I wanted to know more about these characters, and that's carried on into adulthood. And it's why why we do the show. It's why I do the show is because I still have a passion for these. I could have ten listeners, but those ten listeners are going to get a good show. And if that listenership drops down to eight i'm still still going to probably do the show and i'm not going to change what i'm doing because amen i appreciate that i am enjoying doing it i'm doing it that's exactly i'm doing it for me and if the listeners are enjoying it all the better of course right but you know i i can't change the show to what someone else wants it to be it has to be the show that i wanted to do because it's about the properties that i want to talk about so far because we've been that way and we've been honest and everything else you know, we've had listenership turn around and say, you know what, you guys do an amazing show. And that's justifi- justification enough. We recorded a show just earlier tonight where we had an amazing uh, feedback on our website where just a listener said, you know what, I absolutely love your guy's show. He actually got turned on because of, of your guy's show and hearing Chuck on, on your guy's uh, episode 33. And he said, I started listening to you guys as well. And, and he says, you know, you guys tell it like it is. You guys do a great show. And it's just enjoyable. It sounds like you're just listening to a bunch of guys, a couple guys getting together that are friends and talking. And he says, you guys make me feel like I'm right there with you. And the same thing with your guys' show, with What's on Joe Mind. When I listen to you guys, it sounds like friends getting together and talking about a property that they enjoy and that they have a passion for. And that's all you really do this show for is because you have a passion. Yes, would it be great to make money in and and have Hasbro throwing money towards you and saying, hey, yeah, talk this up and talk that. Sure, it'd be great, but then I would start feeling like maybe I'm going to start talking about things that I don't feel that strongly about. So I do it for the fun. And someone gave me the advice early on. You do the show because you're enjoying it. You don't do it 
for anybody else. And the second someone else tells you to try to change that, don't do it because you're going to start not enjoying it anymore. I could see Star Joe's going on for the next five to ten years. I don't know how long Chuck could see it going for, but, but I could see it going for another five, ten years. Because, as long as it keeps his name out there, he's okay with right. it. Right. <laughs> but as long as I'm enjoying it um, and he's enjoying it, we're going to keep doing the show. So th- that, uh, that addresses that concern. As far as uh, ages and everything else, um, you know, do, do we go out and promote G.I. Joe to the kids and everything else? Yeah, I have nieces and nephews, and I've learned when it comes to kids, you expose them to it. And if they show an interest into it, then you promote that interest. And like I just this recent uh, Christmas, I gave my one nephew who is 19 years old, never really knew a whole lot about G.I. Joe. I gave him a couple prints that I got from uh, Robert Atkins just because I thought it'd be something he would enjoy. And he looked at it and he started asking me questions about it. And that's when you know you have a kid is when they, you give them something that they might be interested in looking at, whether it be a figure, a comic book, a cartoon, whatever. And then they're coming to you asking you more about it. That's how you get a kid. You don't get a kid interested in something by saying, here's some G.I. Joe figures, go play with them. Or here's a comic book, read this. They're going to turn it away immediately because they feel like it's getting forced down their throat. But you expose it to them. I mean, who cannot like a G.I. Joe figure if you just leave it laying out and a kid comes along and sees it? It's it's near impossible. Now, things I have done to help promote G.I. Joe or any other property that I've had a passion for is if I'm, especially at Christmas time, is if I'm in a store and I'm looking at the figures and I see a parent next to me who for some reason is the same age as me but is clueless as to what G.I. Joe is, which blows my mind, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you grew up with these things with me, right? But uh, if I overhear them saying something like, ah, oh, I just don't know what he might like or whatever, I'll, I have no problem stepping in and saying, oh, you know what might be good? Uh, how old is, is your boy or whatever? oh, this might be good for him, or he'll probably really like this. Chuck can attest to this as far as when it comes to the podcast and promoting it. Uh, we have business cards, and I have absolutely no problem going up to someone that I see wearing a Thundercats t-shirt or a G.I. Joe t-shirt or or something like that and saying, oh, hey, you, you, you like G.I. Joe? Yeah. Oh, here's a, a card for our podcast. Uh, just check us out sometime. We're totally free. Uh, we're just some guys having a good time, and and, and give, it, give it a shot. Uh, we were at a convention, and I saw some worker – at a hotel that was wearing a, on his way out from work was actually wearing a Thundercats t-shirt and I handed him a business card real quick. So I think it's things like that. Just, just giving them, giving anybody the exposure, they're going to latch onto it if they want to or not, but just, just give them that little bit of exposure, but don't push it down, push it down their throat. Um, and then at the end of the day, like I said, when it comes to the podcast itself, the way you keep them is you, you keep being honest with them. Well, I'd to uh, to add on to that by saying I am completely for sale, and if the folks at Hasbro would like to start <laughs> sliding me checks under the table, well, I'm taken, and I'm selling. No, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, as kind of the new guy at the table, um, and, and it's which is kind of funny to me because I've been online and active in the community for, for getting close to 10 years now, I, I, you know, what what uh, a lot of what Justin and a lot of what Ryan said just rings true. I mean, you can only <laughs> this this stuff isn't isn't uh, we're we're not getting anything under the table to to get uh, to to force stuff out on you. You know, we're we're we do our best just to just to be honest. This is this is toys. These are fun. 
um, somewhere, something, something in our brains finished forming when we were nine and ten years old that that keeps us involved with this stuff at at thirty six and thirty seven, and if you're Justin, forty eight years old, <laughs> you're an and, um, I know, I know, and but it's what I do well, and it, and I'm honest about it. <laughs> Given everything else he's gone through this week, that was that was kind of a low bro. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 it it's true, but but it's Justin, so I'll kick him when he's down. <laughs> But um, but uh, but but seriously, along, I mean, along those ends, uh, I'm glad that people like the the atmosphere that we've built. I mean, Gary is somebody who I have known for many years now. Justin is somebody who I have worked with and, and known for many years now. Uh, Chuck is is pretty new to the party in my in my book. Um, but you know, Chuck is is a like minded individual who doesn't doesn't take himself too seriously, doesn't take what goes on here too seriously. And and so I'm I'm glad that I can call Chuck my friend now. Um, I'm I've been happy to to get to know the folks that we've we've had the opportunity to uh, to interview together since then. And, and like for for example, Craig over there, you know, Craig is is somebody. I had no idea who Craig was three weeks ago, but now I know I can I can I can get I can get Craig on on Skype anytime. I, I just want to blow crap around about silly stuff like like four inch action figures. And and I know that that's and that's that's never a bad thing. Anytime you're involved with something that that makes that gives you the opportunity to do that, just to uh, it, there's enough stuff in the world to stress us out, you know. And and you've got to have some release. And if you can find something like something a project like this to get involved with that uh, serves as that release for other people too, I mean that that's living the dream right there. I mean it, you don't need, I don't I don't need any more satisfaction out of it than than knowing that people like this yeah i would think that the average age listener of our podcast is the same age as your guys's podcast you know mid mid 20s mid 30s same thing um we've actually been approached by sponsors and we looked at their website and saw that their prices weren't as competitive as other people and we said yeah thanks but no thanks but we're not ready for that now um it's just something that wasn't going to fit, like Ryan said. It wasn't a fit for us. I can't really say anything else that he didn't say, except that sometimes we get listeners that say, uh, you know, you guys recommended or you guys are reading this comic book. It got me back into reading comics. Thanks a lot. I don't know if we're ambassadors for the G.I. Joe comic books, but it, it's nice to think that people, you know, respect our opinions and want to try something. Uh, but, yeah, we're not saying it's all great. It's all sugar candy, unicorns, you know, happy land. If it's bad, we're going to tell you it's bad, and if it's good, we're going to tell you it's good, and, and you just be honest to yourself, and that's that's pretty much all I can say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. Sense of responsibility. Wow. Gary and responsibility. Um, actually, yeah, I do feel a little bit of a responsibility insofar that I do think that um, the fans have given us the, the moniker, we are the voice of the fandom. We are the we. We did go farm that one ourselves. That was given to us by a number of listeners when they called in uh, for our um, our when we became the longest running podcast. Um, and that I, 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 you know, that's like a call sign for a naval aviator. You know, that's something that's earned and uh, that's given to you, and not something that you give yourself. So we appreciate being the voice of the fandom, uh, but do. Do I think uh, that I changed myself in, in, in that aspect? No. 
Um, I really try to be we, – we, I, I think the program tries to be community neutral. We don't favor any one particular site. That includes General Joe's. I mean we mention it and everything. Um, Justin's a host. I mean how can we not mention General Joe's? But you know, we're, we're, we're pretty community neutral. We're fair to all the sites. We've even turned down sponsorship from a forum site that wanted to sponsor the program because we really think we're here for the entire community. So you know, being a cheerleader and vocal and that hopefully folks like – and they have – Paramount and uh, Hasbro and the club and and other people that are associated in the hierarchy of uh, of our hobby have heard the show and we we know we are being heard. Um, are we more diligent uh, when reporting or giving an opinions? Yes, and, and just like Justin said, you know I'm not going to come off and fly off the handle and sound like a raving man, lunatic madman. Um, as he said, act like you've been here before. Say what you have to say. Have good points out, and that, that's really if you want to have fun with it. We, we, and we try to do, uh, we do. But we, we, I don't think we, we, uh, the fun uh, blurs the the importance of the message that we're trying to send. Yeah, uh, the club's effort to recruit children. No, I agree with Justin. Uh, that should be Hasbro. Uh, but it's actually our job. I, not our job, but. I, I do like to promote the club here on the program. I think that joining the club is a good thing. I think uh, the more members in the club helps helps those that are already members of the club. We know that the club has resources that they're um, that are available to them, but those resources cost money. The more money we can get to the club, maybe some of those other resources could be utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of tweaking the program, uh, a lot. I'm a lot like Ryan. Um, you know, I, I could care. I don't care if a thousand people hear us, or two hundred people hear us, or eight people hear us. I want to have fun. I want to. I want to talk amongst the guys. It's one of the things why we talk about sports. I know a lot of people say, hey, "I don't want you to talk about sports. I don't want to talk about sports." Dude, show up to a Joe Con. <laughs> we talk about other other things other than Joe. And yeah, we give each other a little bit of crap by not wanting to hear about Thundercats and Transformers, but they got their own podcasts. So. You know what we do best is we talk about Joe and and we, we and we BS back and forth. Um, long as I'm having a fun time, I'm going to continue doing that. Just like Ryan said, you know, maybe we'll we'll do these for many many more years to come. And kind of tying two thoughts together, I know one thing that Ryan mentioned that really kind of hit uh, hit a high point with me was talking about you know getting kids involved and things like that. And one of the best things that happened on Sunday to me, you know, regardless of what happened with the game, we're getting back into sports again. For the first probably quarter and a half of that game, my six-year-old in her little Teddy Bruschi jersey sat on my lap and watched football and was asking about it, was inquiring about it, was interested in it, was asking, you know, why somebody was doing this. You know, she recognized Tom Brady. She was asking, you know, who who was doing this, who was doing that. And she was upset that she had to go to bed and, and miss part of the game. And I think that's an important thing, especially when it comes to G.I. Joe, is kind of installing that kind of you know sense of wonder and and fun in the young minds if you've got them around i mean i've got two little girls so it may be i may be fighting an uphill battle to pull my six-year-old away from her american girl doll collection to get her into gi joe but i'm going to try like hell to do it and um i think that's something that parents can do to kind of you know keep feeding the brand a little bit i mean obviously don't force it on them but if uh, they're showing a little interest, you know, buy them a little something at Christmas or, you know, just leave something hanging around, see if they're showing interest, and just go with it. Give them, give them the Sigma 6 dolls. They have pants. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, first of all, don't give Sigma 6 crap. 
Um, second of all, I just did some research, and Tom Brady is not, in fact, one of the Brady Bunch, as I suspected, so that's been confusing me for a while. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I just... I, I, the Collectors Club question you guys have answered, there's nothing I can add to that. Um, the, the two about how how you come across on the air, I guess, and, and how you report things, it's... Um, I mean, it's tricky for us, and, and I guess Starjo... Well, you maybe you can apply it to your show if you want. Well, yeah, because we we do so many different toy lines. We talk about a lot of different stuff, um, and we've had people offer to send us stuff to review and whatnot. And I won't say who it is, but we had someone who said, if we send you these, will you one of you guys review it? We said, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, but, you know, we'll review it honestly. So if we don't like it, we'll say so. And that was the last we heard from those guys. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that that's but that's important to me. Like I'm not going to say that I like something if I don't. I'm not going to tell you to buy something if I don't think it's worth the money. Heck, there are times where I'll I'll be like, yeah, look, I bought this and I like it, but it fits within my very specific wheelhouse, and I don't think it's for everyone. And I think when you have any sort of show where you're reaching out to people, where you're people are listening to you it's important to be honest in what you're saying because people believe you we had a a guest on the show um two episodes ago which should go up someday whenever they do it i'm not handling putting the shows online anymore so i don't know when they go up but um it was it was just a, a a guy who had approached me just one of our fans just chatting to me and he was on skype when i we were doing the show so i said hey come online and he flipped out He's like, I can't believe I'm actually talking to you guys. And I've never had that reaction before. I was like, I'm just I'm just this guy who, you know, sits in my toy room once a week and, you know, scuffs down some dinner real quick and then talks about toys for an hour and a half. Like, what, that's nothing. But you, you kind of forget sometimes the, the way that people see you and the impact that you have on the community. And um, I think it's really humbling when you, when you get that reminder and it really helps you stay grounded. Can I, um, can I add to that, Craig, real quick? Sure. Uh, one of our guests that we had on, Pat Stewart, was talking to me on the phone. He goes, I'm, I'm betting that people will come find you, meaning the What's on Joe Mind crew at JoeCon. I'm like, really? He goes, yo, I absolutely think people will come seek you guys out at JoeCon. And I, I, like you, I'm just sitting here in front of a microphone with a couple of computer screens on and just talking about Joe. And this is normally what I would do at a JoeCon, right? I never thought anybody would come seek me out to say, oh, you're the guy on the podcast. I mean, maybe they'll do it to Justin because we know he's the rock star. But, you know, certainly not me and maybe not Mike. But Come laugh, laugh at me with my Eli Manning jersey on. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's funny. I, I've had a, a couple of Australian people say that um, in, in Australia we don't really have as many conventions. And a lot of them are anime geared or they do these sci-fi ones that cost hundreds of dollars to get into so you can talk to a celebrity for five seconds so i don't do those but the one big one we have is called supernova and it sort of happens once a year in a couple of different cities and um i've had three or four people say are you going to supernova this year and i'm like yeah yeah probably and they're like oh we'll have to arrange a time so we can come and find you and talk to you i was like really because okay I'll, I'll probably be you know sitting somewhere and looking through all the shit that i bought but sorry the stuff that i bought but um yeah i, I guess it just kind of <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, we, we get that a lot too. Uh, just comic conventions we go to, or toy conventions we go to, people stop and talk to us, and 
we're just like you said two regular guys but people kind of get excited to see us and uh we've had listeners bring us gifts and people send us uh you know presents and things like that it, it's it's awesome it's very humbling it's very because, surreal like said, too yeah exactly we're just yeah. two regular guys and people go out of their way to spend time with us and i, I don't i don't get that we, but I, I appreciate it a lot yeah in fact we we're, yeah. we're already planning uh to go see uh and i know this movie is bad i i understand that again i'm a realistic fan but we're making plans to go see The Phantom Menace in 3D this coming Saturday. Oh, it's okay, dude. I'm taking my daughter to go see it for yeah. the first time. And and I, I'm just curious to see how it's done in 3D. I figure it might be yeah. kind of neat to see. And I, I'd go, but my eyes don't register 3D. Uh, okay. But, uh, but we put out there, hey, this is where we're going. This is the time we're going if you guys want to meet. And we literally had listeners that contacted us saying, geez, I'm, I'm thinking about making a three- to four-hour trip to meet up with you guys to see the movie. And I'm thinking – are you, Isn't that something? Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something? Well, yeah. well, I mean, I've been – like you guys were talking about presents. Like a lot of what we talk about on Fushcast, we talk about sort of Japanese import toys. And I've had people send me figure arts and stuff. And these things cost, you know, 50 to 70 bucks a figure. And it, and it just blows my mind that, that someone cares enough to spend that sort of, you know, money to, to make me happy. But uh, And it does. Like I'm blo- – I'm, over the moon. I mean, uh, 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 Gary Goggles sent me a whole bunch of Sky Strikers because I couldn't get them, so he just sent me a box of them. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like it blows my mind. But the other, the other part of the question, just to keep going, was you know, do you, um, uh, do, do we, you know, spread the word? I guess in person I, I've done it, um, not necessarily with GI Joe because they're not on the shelves here, so. You should buy G.I. Joe's, kid. Okay, where do I do that? On the internet. Um, eBay. But eBay. Use, use the General Joe's link for BigBadToyStore.com. Wow. But, um, <laughs> wow. I don't have the cheating uh, sound effect going on. <laughs> as, as for, like, I mean, I, I do help kids get toys in, in shops, or I've helped parents who are like, they just stand there looking lost, and I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm kind of a collector. Is there something you needed? And it's, it's surprising the number of times that I'm almost, you know, be like, okay, yes, how do, what's this? How do I get that? Is this what he wants? Which is a weird one because I don't know their kids, but sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you do your best to help kids wherever possible. Um, as for the average age of people listening to our show, uh, I'd say it's people in their mid 20s to and up, or early 20s and up. I don't think we've got many teenagers or anything listening but we're pretty dirty on ours um tom from finland everybody but uh and, and that's and that's the number one reason why you should not listen to Fushcast. if you don't know what tom from finland is do not look at that link needs to be put in the chat window for the star joes guys <laughs> not really no no it really doesn't we don't need to do that to not on a work computer <laughs> you guys you guys move on and off the the only last thing i wanted to throw out there just tied into what something gary said as far as like talking about other things besides gi joe um, we, we do the same thing, obviously on our show. We, we, you know, we open our show by saying, you know, Hey, what have you been up to lately? And we get a lot of listeners that respond back to that with saying like, I feel like I, I've gotten to know you guys. Like, I feel like you're a friend that I, I'm getting to know without having that direct interaction. And it makes them going back to something else that was said, it makes them want to make that three, four hour drive to go see a movie with you because they feel like they're going to meet a friend for the first time or something like that. 
Um, you have to talk about other stuff because let's face it, that again, it adds to the fun of doing the show. So I thought Chuck said you put out on the first date and that's why they're coming to see it. Well, that too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, I can fit in. I can fit in. Yeah. Well, I put <laughs> never heard of making friends. You know, never. <laughs> Chuck, you put out on the first date too. Oh yeah, sure. but he wants oh, okay. he wants dinner first though. Oh, more than McDonald's, right? It's got to be steak and lobster. Yeah, anything really. I like anything such. really. Okay. <laughs> Don't go to Joe Con, Chuck. Don't go to Joe Con. <laughs> yeah, I hear that place is a sausage fest. <laughs> <laughs> but, believe me, you won't want to be talking about sausage fest when I eventually find this photo that I'm looking for. We- no, God, for the love. <laughs> Jeez. We've it's already a- recorded the Joe Con hijinks. I'm sure. Well, I well Ryan hasn't got up to the Kevin Watts episode, so he hasn't heard all the hijinks. Yet. <laughs> well, it, it's okay though because uh, Chuck's okay with the sausage fest because he again he's a big Masters of the Universe fan. So <laughs> now that's a low blow. <laughs> that's what he Sorry, said. Dave. <laughs> yeah, easy, buddy. Easy. Uh, I, lo- I love the loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gotta that's get a, him some furry shorts. Everybody needs furry shorts. All right, that's a good point to really end that segment. Welcome to a collaboration between the GeekCast Radio Network and the Pop Culture Network. This is From the Command Center, the podcast. I am your host, TFG and Mike from the GCRN, and joining me is Zordon himself. Uh, oh, wait, I mean, Scotty Cash. That's right, Scotty Cash from the Pop Culture Network, and today we're introducing you to the audio version of From the Command Center, the podcast that will tell our intake on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the episodes, the seasons, and all that other good stuff. To Cybertron. Thank you, Soundwave. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. So check out the TFG1 Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transforming Rollout. Actually, we can just go right on into the news. gives me exactly what I want, and I bitch. <laughs> I am awesome at this. <laughs> I am awesome at this. Thank you, Gary. I do appreciate my new my new news bump. I, You're I, welcome. It's, it's not right. Uh, you got you have to have you can't you can't just go into news without having a nice a nice nice intro. I, I I feel like I should be doing like my Ted Baxter impression, you know. I, and now from the news desk, <laughs> he, he, Ted Mike is out today. Ted Baxter. <laughs> I don't know who Ted Baxter is, but that's kind of like Sam Eagle from the Muppets. <laughs> but no, funny. I mean, nobody would get it. But uh, it, it was that was uh, from the Mary, the old Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah, I don't think uh, that was uh, listener audience is going to get. Yeah, that, that was uh, the you know uh, what's his name, uh, 
What is in the news, though? That was Ted yeah, Knight's, so Ted Knight's character. Ted, Knight. Ted Knight's character. Ted Knight. Okay. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. You know, the guy from the guy from Caddyshack. News. Man, oh, man, did we have news. Uh, I mean, Hasbro, we, we, we did our, our quick, uh, our famous quick and dirty bonus po- podcast there on the, uh, the first nine figures uh, that were released, and that was really just the beginning of it. Um, all kinds of images came out in regards to retaliation toys. Um, I know Justin got a lot of those up on his site. You know, we've already covered the first nine. Um, we we don't need to necessarily talk about that. If you, if you want to you want to hear more in depth uh, analysis of of those first nine figures, then then we recommend checking out our our first uh, our first special edition podcast on those. There, what what what, what uh, episode is that on the special edition catalog, Gary? I believe that's six. Uh, yes, yeah, special edition number six is uh, is is where we'll cover that first wave of uh, single packs. Uh, we're going to keep our discussion limited a little bit to uh, the multi packs, uh, the larger scale figures. Um, and the vehicles, and, and maybe even touch into the the role playing toys a little bit. Although we we may have to touch out on those pretty quickly if if uh, Chuck gets a little too excited. Oh, I, I love me some role playing. Well, who don't? <laughs> Can, um... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I love me some role playing. Yeah, that's what the Jin, that's what Jen told us. Uh... <laughs> That'll, wow. that'll be on a future episode. Wouldn't that be on the significant wow. others episode? <laughs> Maybe. The safe word is Duke. That's what she told me too. <laughs> well, it's usually tomato. Yeah, we, we weren't really expecting to have a very busy news week last week, but uh, apparently Hasbro and Paramount had some different ideas. Um, Hasbro actually released a series of nine images to USA Today, which we did talk about in our special edition last week, which was kind of a nice surprise. Uh, some very cool detailed pictures of some single-pack figures, which we talked about. Um, then we were feeling all good about ourselves, all satisfied. We did a little special edition, and the next morning, all of a sudden, boom, GIJoe.com just busts out a whole bunch of other images of vehicles and other uh, other figure packs and things like that, and kind of took everybody by surprise. I get the impression it kind of took uh, Hasbro PR by surprise a little bit, too, but... Um, that's neither here nor there, but uh, we do want to cover a little bit of what we didn't talk about last week, especially in you know when it comes to vehicles and stuff like that. Just because obviously there's big controversy, as there always is. Um, this time focusing around articulation. Dun dun dun. <laughs> And this is kind of where we go back to what we were talking about before, where our real responsibility as far as this podcast goes is just to make sure we're speaking intelligently, looking at all angles, and kind of, um, you know trying to figure out not only you know why you know Hasbro did this yes we know Hasbro did this but trying to figure out why Hasbro did this and trying to you know see how that impacts the brand in general and and what it means going forward um anybody who has read my site or listened to me talk knows that I'm not the eternal pessimist that some folks are they see uh, sampling of vehicle drivers with limited articulation, and all of a sudden it's you no know, death of the line. You know, by this time next year, every single JJ figure will have five points of articulation. They're killing us. It's Green Lantern all over again. Uh, I'm not falling for that. Um, we've known for two or three years that vehicles were not a huge mover for GI Joe. Most retail establishments have dropped them already. Um, they just haven't been making retail shelf space for them. I mean, Walmart had the most recent Bravo vehicles in there. The the um, Crimson Hiss had shown up at some Toys R Us's, but there wasn't very many vehicles out there at all. The Alpha vehicles were gone completely. They just stopped selling them. 
So in my mind, if Hasbro needs to make some of these cuts in order to get vehicles on store shelves, then they're justified in making these cuts. The one thing that I've seen online that I totally agree with and that I'm going to try to investigate at Toy Fair is that you would think producing this new tooling with limited articulation would be probably cost equivalent to maybe using some existing tooling that had full articulation. I'm not sure where the cost differences are there, whether it's production, the actual, not just tooling of the figure parts, but actual production costs for doing all the different pieces for all the different articulation joints. Um, So cost is a factor there, but I'm not going to sit there and scream death of the line because of five points of articulation on some vehicle drivers. We should, sorry, if I can just jump in, we should also say that some of them do use existing tooling as well, or at least seem to based on the pictures. Okay, some of the vehicle drivers do? Oh, no, I I thought we were just doing generally. Well, yeah, generally they do, yeah. And and a lot of those, the figures in in the main, and this is what kills me, is that I've been getting slammed with comments on my site, obviously, based on the articulation issue. And everybody is saying, well, I'm not buying any retaliation toys. They're their articulation sucks. And it's like, well, no, that's not true. There's some vehicle drivers that, yes, the articulation does suck on those vehicle drivers. And I agree. The articulation sucks. I hate it. Um, but I'm kind of want to get over that and figure out why Hasbro did it and make sure that we realize that just because Hasbro was doing this on some vehicle drivers does not mean they're going to do that to the entire line and that there are still some awesome toys there that are worth exploring. And I think most of the toys we talked about on our special edition last week are still very viable, fun-looking toys that are worthy of purchase. I just, I guess I don't understand. After USA Today posted the pictures, the fandom was fired up. Lots of enthusiasm, lots of excitement, jumping off the walls. Oh, this stuff looks great. Roadblock Rock looks awesome. You know, Cobra Commander, it's the best reinvention of Cobra Commander since the 80s. And that episode got a ton of hits. Yeah, people were fired up. And then... You see some vehicle drivers, which aren't even related to those single packs, have limited articulation. And now all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, I'm not going to buy anything. It all sucks. Well, no, not really. I mean, you guys thought the figures looked great last week before you figured out these unrelated figures had limited articulation. That doesn't – one doesn't impact the other. And it helps, too, in my mind, that the vehicles these figures are being packed with are actually pretty damn cool for the most part. Um, the Striker repaint I can live without. Um, you know, the Ninja Ninja Four by Four, whatever the hell that thing is. I don't I don't need that. I'll probably end up with it, but I don't really need it. Um, the Ninja Combat Cruiser, that Vamp repaint, is very cool. I love the tooled windows. I love the tooled roof. I love the missile launcher. It's awesome. Um, the new Hiss tank is badass. I mean, it looks like they've done some changes to it. The treads are no longer free forming. They're kind of fixed in place now with wheels on the bottom for rolling, which I've seen some people say is actually okay with them because the moving treads didn't work so well in the first place. Um, those vehicles look really good. The three packs look awesome. It looks like a red ninja that's kind of looking like Slice in one of them. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are obviously there. Roadblocks in Run. It looks like it could be you know either Firefly or Beachhead in one of those sets too. There is a lot of very fun-looking toys that are still coming out in 2012. And just because some drivers have five points of articulation, I don't think is a reason to lambaste the entire line. Pick what you'd like. Don't buy what you don't like, obviously. I mean, I've seen people say, well, why don't they just not put any figures out at all in the vehicles? Well, what's the difference? I mean, the ve- the vehicle could come with nothing. Well, can't you just kind of you know stash the figure in a parts bin and pretend the vehicle came with nothing and be happy? I mean, I don't, I don't know why it's... I know articulation is a very hot-button topic for G.I. Joe fans as well. It should be. G.I. Joe has been all about articulation since the 80s. But I just this, – this knee-jerk reaction kind of going overboard with a lot of the stuff is, is just some of the stuff that – I mean it's part of what being a toy fan is all about. It's stuff that everybody deals with in every fandom. I'm sure the guys from Star Joe's can agree to that. But I just 
it doesn't do anybody any good. And I'm going to be in Toy Fair this weekend, and you can damn well bet that I'm going to find somebody from Hasbro to talk to about this articulation thing and find out exactly what's going on. But I think until we find out what's going on, you know, put the brakes on a little bit, appreciate what we've seen, appreciate some of these single-pack figures that still look really cool, that Red Ninja still looks really cool, that Cobra Commander still looks really cool, Zartan still looks amazing, Storm Shadow, some very cool-looking figures still to come, and there's still 16 items we haven't seen yet. So um, there's a lot to look forward to in 2012, regardless of what... Hey, hey Justin, th- does that 16 that we haven't seen, does that include the four from the Amazon preview pack, you think? <clears throat> I have no idea. I mean, I don't really know what Hasbro is thinking about um, with these quote-unquote 16 items, but it's quite possible. I mean, yeah, we have, we've we heard about this, this four-pack from Amazon that's supposedly a preview pack that's out there. I, I would think that count as one movie item because it's probably one price point it's probably one item technically if it's okay so it's 16 different SKUs in yeah that's what i that's what i would figure um so i would i would consider that if that's truly an amazon four pack i would consider that one item out of that 16 well bonus Uh, okay so that could be cool but yeah and and, you know there might be a couple role-playing things in there that you know we're not going to care about a whole lot but you know there's going to be a joe colton figure the gijoe.com page even says you know act out your adventures with your toys of Joe Colton. I mean, they mention it right in the text on the Hasbro site. So you know there's going to be a Joe Colton figure. There's all, I'm sure there's Flint. I'm sure there's more Jinx figures. There's a bunch of stuff that um, that's still to be revealed. And I don't know if we'll see it at Toy Fair or not, but obviously we'll see it somewhere down the line this year, and there's stuff to look forward to. So um, you know, just, just ease off a little bit. You know, open up your mind. Be a little optimistic, and, and you never know. You might get some pleasant surprises this year. Yeah, and, and a lot of things you talked about there, I can certainly agree with 100%. I mean, one thing that does puzzle me anytime when it's an articulation issue is when you've already seen articulation done and done really sure. well on previous figures, and then all of a sudden it's all it it feels like they're taking a step backwards when all of a sudden they start losing their articulation. But at the same time, if at the end of the day I got a really cool figure or like you said a really cool vehicle, and I could just if I don't like the figure, maybe it's toss them in the corner or sell them on eBay for a buck or something, you know, who knows, whatever. But at the end of the day, if I got a really cool vehicle or a really cool figure, then I don't know how much their articulation plays a factor. Cause I mean, yep. this is coming from someone that when I first started with action figures, I had five points of articulation. That was it. But that didn't lessen my enjoyment of the star Wars figures I had. Now. Yeah. Once I got GI Joe, I was like, Oh, look at all this articulation. That's fantastic. But I still it didn't make me not enjoy my other toys, or you know. So if you got a cool figure, it's it's a lot of fun. And if you got a cool vehicle, even better. I'm someone that I do pick and choose what I'm getting as far as GI Joe, as far as any of the properties that, that we cover on our show, because space, money, all that type of stuff plays a factor. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, there's definitely some figures in this uh, upcoming line that I am super excited for. Like you, you mentioned, the Cobra Commander, probably one of the best looking figures I've seen uh, for for that character. I, mm-hmm. I just love the way they did it. Um, I'm looking forward. To, I'm actually looking forward. To, I'm surprised. I am looking forward to the rock version of Roadblock. Um, I didn't think I would, uh, yeah. but I'm looking forward to that. And because I like what I saw there, I'm looking forward to the. Bruce, I'm sure it's gonna be a Bruce Willis version of Joe Colton. Um, I think that'll be pretty awesome looking. This is probably the first time. I mean. I, I only recently got back into collecting some G.I. Joe figures probably in the last three years. Uh, so I missed out on a lot. 
uh, especially when it came to vehicles and everything else. And I remember one of my favorite toys I had was the Vamp. So I I have not really bought any G.I. Joe vehicles just for space reasons mm-hmm. on a shelf and, and all that type of stuff, because I do like to display my stuff if I can. But I will tell you, some of these vehicles have me really, really excited. Um, I am, I mean, I have full intention of getting that, that, like you said, the, it's basically a repaint of the van, mm-hmm. uh, the Ninja Commando, uh, vehicle there. And, you know, I'm looking at the, the Fang boat. I never had the water moccasin, uh, as a kid. So that's, you know, it's a repaint of the water moccasin with a few extra things on it. And I think it looks badass. So I'm, I'm all on board for that. And the mm-hmm. other one that really stands out to me that I think is almost a surefire buy for me is going to be the um, the cruiser, the combat cruiser. Uh, I just really love the look of that as well. So, like you said, at the end of the day, if I open it up and I, I look at the figure and I go, eh, I don't really like this figure. I wish he would bend more. I'm, I still love the vehicle I got. So what, how can I really complain about that? It's it's far from being the end of, of a line, uh, in my opinion, when I'm still looking at something and I'm still super excited about it. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't. I don't want to jump back in just real quick because I forgot to mention what my favorite vehicle of the entire series that we've seen so far is that Ghost Hawk Two, which is a really awesome looking jet, like a single yeah. fighter jet. I Shush! I was going to talk about that. All right, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't getting to you because I I had it. Too, oh, so. I'll back <laughs> off. Horrible. All right. Yeah. I'll cool. back yeah, off. No, cool. I, but uh, um, I think the um, the lack of articulation on on the drivers, I think it. It's something that kind of hurts the integrity of the Joe side more than the Cobra side. Um, let's be honest. When we get troop builder figures from from Cobra as, as vehicle drivers, they just kind of sit in the vehicle. I, I can't think of any time when I was a kid all the way through now where I ever thought as of a, a Hiss driver as being anything besides a Hiss driver. Uh, there were no, you know, super cool adventures of mega hiss driver guy. It just, it just didn't happen. So the fact that they, we've got some, some kind of, you know, plastic chunks to sit in the driver's seat and fill space until it gets hit with a missile. Well, okay. Um, it sucks a little bit more when you got a, a, a character that people really like, like Clutch, and he's just kind of a, kind of a slug. You know, it, it kind of sucks that that's what they're doing with Clutch this time around. But you know, it, it. it if if you don't like the the repainted his scout and then then just don't worry about it you know move on and and purchase something else um the the only way i mean the the best way i shouldn't say the only way i think the best way you can make your dissatisfaction known with with things is to just not buy it but i think it's also important to to be realistic about things and and not withhold from your stuff not withhold from yourself the stuff that you do like in this line simply to spite, you know, the stuff that you don't. Um, I, I think w- there's this there's this kind of ridiculous idea that goes around that if you don't like everything that comes out in a toy line, then it's garbage. And that's just, you know, the case. It's just buy what you like, don't buy what you don't, and, and try to have some kind of an even an even head about it. Um you know, we we did we did go on at length about the original nine figures. I'm kind of disappointed that they're, the 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 ankle joints don't appear to be there, the wrist joints mm-hmm. don't appear there. It's 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 a little bit of a downer, I admit. But is it going to stop me from picking, uh, you know, some of these figures up? Absolutely not. Um, let, let's face it. Most of the time, what what they do is they stand on a shelf and they don't need to be superposable anyway. Am I am I going to have you know rock roadblock? Yes, I am. 
am I going to have new Cobra Commander? Oh yes, I am. Um, you know, am I gonna am I gonna have that new Duke with the giant gun? No, probably not. Does that and that has nothing to do with his ankles, though. <laughs> but, uh, and everything but, uh, to do who, who it looks like. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure I can if I dig around, root through my stuff, I can find some old uh, find some old tree toys from the the from the uh, the Lord of the Rings line that uh, that the ex-wife left behind or something to to convey his acting ability. But but um, and I, I make an ent joke and nobody's there. Okay, thanks guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. For Patriots suck. All right, and, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> I guess I'll pick it up from Patriots suck. Sure, sure. By all means, I, I was. Uh, <laughs> it's a good right, place as any right now. I can tell you. It might as well. Might if, as well. If, okay. if right. the Patriots had picked it up, would that have helped? I'm not sure how the game works, but uh, yeah, they're supposed to catch the ball. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah. I'm leaving now. <laughs> Maybe if they dug that, we wouldn't be in this match. Chuck, go yeah. ahead, go, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, basically, with the figures, um, the limited articulation—it's killing in line. We're going to be able to find these at Ross. Everybody, not worry. Not just I'm just joking. Um, I really like the Cobra Commander version. Uh, that is one sweet-looking figure, in my opinion. It's the best-looking figure that was released so far. The generic Cobra Trooper, the generic Joe Trooper. Eh, whatever. I want to see him in hand before I commit to buying him. The same thing with Duke. Uh, I don't know. He's kind of green looking. Uh, the Zartan, uh, I am not a fan of this figure at all, not to be a downer or anything. But there's no definition of this character's waist at all. He needs like a belt or something. <laughs> if you just look at the one piece, it, it I don't know. It's oh, Maybe it's just, me. Just I think it's hot. Now. You think it's hot? Yeah, well, uh, there you go. <laughs> You just, 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 just made fun of Justin's boyfriend right there. <laughs> yeah, Patriots I, are the I only thing. I heard the suck. episode where everybody was giving this figure all the love. Um, I just don't see it. Sorry, guys. I, I don't see oh, the love cool. for this figure at all. You can be um, wrong. It's all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we, we respect I do like... your ability to be wrong and be so proud of being wrong. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, that I that do like the character. Red Ninja. Uh, like you said, it, it does look like the Storm Shadow, so I, I definitely like that. Definitely like Snake Eyes. Definitely like the Storm Shadow. Uh, the Rock is Roadblock. Looks pretty sweet. Didn't expect to like that one, but I do. Um, so there's a couple I'll get. There's a couple I won't get. Uh, the vehicles, again, for me, I really like the best vehicle would be that Water Moccasin repaint, the retool of that. Kind of a bluish-black-looking um, vehicle. Everything else, I'm I I can probably pass on all the other vehicles, and, and maybe if they blow me away when I see them in hand or at the store, maybe I'll buy one. But yeah, the the Arashikagi, you know, Doom Buggy, I don't need that. The Ninja motorcycles, I could pass on those. Um, I don't know. Thanks for getting out to Snake Eyes's beach party. Yeah, <laughs> you know, beach blanket, Blingo, Snake Eyes, or whatever. You know, hey, Blingo. Well, that doesn't work. You can't move. I just I, I don't know the, the his tank yeah the, <laughs> Scarlet's dead in this movie he's got to get out there and be single again. <laughs> well there you go. Maybe I he mean, can be the... hooked up with Jenks. Who knows? Oh. But the, 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 the... <laughs> Ew. oh. Just oh. oh. The uh, see what happens when you bring Star Joe's on. His tank. <laughs> <laughs> he the, broke the cannon new... and Justin's not dealing with it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that never uh, happened in the comic. No. Yeah, Patriots suck. Um, 
the new his tank it's there the uh they're doing a you know san diego comic-con exclusive with the transformer shockwave it's just not my his tank i i prefer the original his tank the, the look of that this is not you know the look of the his tank i know and i like so i'm just gonna pass on it but overall i mean they're they're good looking vehicles if i was a kid i, I would definitely you know want a couple of these like you said that uh that green-looking plane, you Ghost know, Ghost Hawk, Hawk, Skyhawk, whatever it yeah. is there. That looks pretty sweet to play with as a kid. I mean, you know, the the blue Jeep, is that a Cobra vehicle there? Uh, that would be, uh, that, that's a Joe vehicle. I yeah, think. it's a Joe. Is that the Vamp Mark II supposed to be? With yeah, the it's a re- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah okay. I, I, I get the missile rack on the top because the brown Vamp Mark II was the, you know, had the missile rack on top, so that's pretty cool. But I don't know. For a collector, for myself, I can I can see myself getting a couple of these, and I can see myself passing on a couple of these. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, real quick, uh, some because the pictures of the nine, we didn't get to see everything. Uh, it's cool that the Cobra Troopers come out with a parachute. I wonder if there's going to be yeah. some para para drop in the movie scene that we get to see. What is up with the cloak on the and the Joe Trooper? I don't get that. <laughs> He's in disguise, man. Uh, so what do we have? Spy troops again? Um, <laughs> Oh, nothing, see, nothing, wrong was, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's funny. I didn't take that as a disguise. I thought it was like a gas mask and like a decontamination. Like it was some sort of protective gear for like radiation yeah. or something. Ah, that's I, what I thought it was right from the start. nearest phone booth and all of a sudden it's Super Trooper. So <laughs> there you go. That's an actual vintage Joe joke. There you go. Hey, Justin, on the uh, the roadblock, the first picture of roadblock there, is that a double-jointed elbow? You know, it kind of almost looks like it. It's really weird. I'm the pictures are so kind of photoshopped and and washed out that it almost looks like it. But um, I think it's funny they take the double joint away from the knee, and then if that's the case, they're adding it to the elbow. Okay, no, that's, <laughs> I'm that's not quite sure. sure. I haven't seen anyone else mention that, but that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, and uh, I know it, there's some shots that it looks like he's kind of he's got that thing attached to his right hand, and then other shots that it looks like he doesn't. So I mean, I don't really know what's going on with these things. Uh, props to uh, Archuk uh, for a long time ago. I think that when the first trailer came out, said I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a uh, uh, the water moccasin come repainted for this line. So Chuck called his shot a long time ago. Uh, I actually called a shot. I said I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the His Scout make an appearance uh, for the movie line. And well, lo and behold, there it is. Although it doesn't have the working treads, mm-hmm. I love the Ghost Hawk too. And if it has any of the functions that they were going to plan on putting in for the Howler prototype that we saw at Joe Con and, and uh, Providence, mm-hmm. that is going to be awesome. I, I don't know what opens up. I don't know what hatches are there. I don't even know if possibly they, they might have used the Howler as inspiration to bring this guy out. I'm just happy to see it. I mean, we get a big vehicle finally. Well, it looks big. I don't know. It could be one of those type of things that it could be like that little uh, that little helicopter that we had in the Rise of Cobra line that had uh, yeah. one it's in the same assortment along with the the vamp repaint and the hiss, so I'm thinking it's probably somewhere not a whole lot bigger than those two. I don't know. And, of course, the, again, the, the Pursuit of Cobra hiss retooled a little bit with the non-moving treads to, to bring the cost down. Um, we, we didn't mention much about the San Diego Comic-Con stuff. I'm okay with the, uh, the mm-hmm. Jinx and Jinx variant. I don't know. At this time, we don't know which one is... Uh, the more rare of the two, I'm sure we'll find that out here in about five days when uh, Justin goes to uh, no, think, Toy Fair. I think they said the white the white okay. suit is the variant. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kim is the variant. Kim. I do agree with uh, Starjo's Chuck that the um, 
yeah, it, it would have been better if they would have just taken a regular hiss if they could have pulled it off and then turned that into Shockwave, just like they did with a regular Sky Striker. Yeah, that's true. Made it uh, um, um, store, Sky Scream, Star Scream. Yeah, geez. <laughs> that's how much I'm paying attention right now. Say, you can't even say Transformer names. Star Scream. There we go. But yeah, I, I do agree. It would have been more if you're going to go. If you're going to go orange, orange, and compare the two, I, I would rather classic vehicle transformer, classic vehicle transformer. Um, and there's, I don't even think there's a driver with that um, with that tank as well. So that that's kind of a a, a change from last year's uh, yeah. Starscream. I made my piece with the five points of articulation. In fact, uh, we, we were talking with Dave Tree in email, and he's like, ah, sounds like Action Force stuff, back for him in the old Palatoy days. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, Joe returns to its roots one way or another. Um, but I've made my peace with this. Um, it's all setting up for the Red Shadows in the third movie. There we go. <laughs> that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, Jamar Miller's head just exploded. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, we love you, buddy. Actually, we do. Mike, Mike kind of hinted at this a couple episodes ago, where he said, "I wouldn't be surprised at how the Marvel, uh, some of the Marvel toys were coming with figures with five points of articulation that we would see this in the Joe line." And he called his shot, and lo and behold, that's what we have. I think if anyone listened to the podcast closely, uh, you shouldn't have been too surprised, maybe just a little disappointed. I think uh, we kind of accurately predicted what we might see, and. Uh, you know, I don't know what that says about us being, uh, you know, crystal ball-like characters or maybe just plain old dumb luck. Who knows? But uh, I, I like that it's somebody else talking about how awesome I am for a change. There you go. <laughs> Mike is awesome. I now. think it was just balls without the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of Gary with the crystal ball mustache and haircut. I think that's a funny image. Uh, I, actually, uh, it's been pulled off not by me but by uh, James Cavanaugh, so – you just gotta get one of those spinny shields. Noted author James Cavanaugh, and he had the spinny shield too. <laughs> Noted author. Uh, okay, so uh, overall, I, I think there's there's more good than bad. I, I'm not as blown away as you guys are overall. Um, I think when the figures are good, they're really good. Um, but when they're there's either really good or there's kind of meh. Um, there's nothing truly terrible, I suppose. Um, at least uh, other than the ve- the um, vehicle driver ones. Uh, figure-wise, I think Cobra Commander is fantastic. Uh, I think it's a shame he doesn't have... I guess, uh, for me, the, the biggest piece of articulation missing... I can live with single-joint knees, but the uh, ankle rockers being missing, I think, is kind of a shame because they're really good for posing and sort of crouching and whatnot. So I, th- I think it's kind of a shame that they're gone. Um, but Cobra Commander, I think, looks fantastic. Um, Duke comes with obligatory gun bigger than the human um, rocket launcher, which... Other than that, he's just a really bland figure. Uh, the G.I. Joe Trooper, I think, is probably the best of the set, um, be it in Halo mode, uh, Cobra mode, or Soap from uh, Modern Warfare mode. For those who don't know, Soap in Modern Warfare has a mohawk and stuff, so that's where I went with that. Uh, the Red Ninja guy, the the thing on his arm, I take that to be like a grappling launcher thing, so he can hang off the side of a rock wall and slash its stink eyes. Uh, that's what I'm guessing it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, it's fine. It's it's you know like you said, Jess. It's it's a storm shadow with new uh, arms and legs and a paint job. Uh, Roadblock. If the thing wasn't stuck in his hand, I'd probably be okay with it. But the that really bugs me. 
And uh, other than that, he's also a very bland figure. Like, he's just a guy. There's no gear. I miss the combat webbing more than anything else on a lot of these toys. Uh, snake eyes with large glowy wings and large glowy inexplicable hook thing. Um, I can skip, I think, quite safely. He's an angel. <laughs> he's an angel. A ninja angel. A ninja angel? A dark um, ninja angel. The, um, the Storm Shadow with the... Um, I think that Storm Shadow is probably my second favorite character, um, right after the Joe Trooper and right above Cobra Commander, because that um, Storm Shadow I think is is really nice. I love the design, I love the costume. It looks like he's got more articulation, which you know makes him up there. It's it's funny. I think Justin, you said it in I can't remember if you said it in the online review or in the, one of your text reviews where you said that you know you didn't think you needed another Storm Shadow. But then here you are, and, and I kind of feel exactly the same way. I was like, well, I'm done, and now this one comes out, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not done. Uh, Zartan, you can put me in there. I think it looks dumb camp as well. Like, he's he needs a belt or he needs something, and I don't understand the clear snake eyes head or the possessed storm shadow head, so nah, I can just skip that quite safely. Um, the cover trooper, I think he looks way better without the helmet on. Um, mm-hmm. With the helmet on, it looks kind of weird, but with it off, it, it really fits better together. So um, I'm kind of I'm kind of digging that. Uh, the large scale ones, I don't really have any feelings on one way or the other, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the three packs, I really like the, uh, and I'm looking at your picks here, Justin. So I forget the names, but the one that has uh, oh Ninja Dojo Battle. There you go. It comes up when you highlight it. How helpful. Uh, the one with uh, Beachhead who looks to be sharing a lot of the um, Stalker slash Snake Eyes from Pursuit of yeah. Cobra Tool. Uh, the, uh, the big uh, uh, heavy, not heavy duty, Roadblock. Uh, that's, now that's Roadblock. That's fantastic. I love the gear. You know, just ditch the big missile launcher. I love the rest of the gear. love the paint, the camo and everything. That's a, a must-have. And the other guy that I'm also taking to be, or at least he's in my set, he's going to be Kamakura. Um, I, I also really like. I can't quite make out how much of that's new tooling and how much of it's um, redos. Uh, the mm-hmm. basic body I, I took to be the Resolute Storm Shadow. Yeah. At least the hood and stuff. Yeah. Like overall, I dig that set. The other set is fine. I, I think the the Snake Eyes is a cool one, and if it's got good articulation, it might be a getter. The Storm Shadow looks to be the same as the other one with the worst paint scheme, and uh, the Red Ninja Leader slash Slice is fine, but I don't know. That that set because the odds of them coming down here are pretty small. I don't think I'm going to worry about importing that set. Uh, bike wise, I like the black bike and the green bike, even though they're the Sigma Six bikes with retooling. At least to me, they look like the Sigma Six bikes. Uh, you know, ditch all the missiles and the glowy swords and stuff, and they're fine. Uh, the other bike, which is the what's it called, Wheel Blaster, the Wheel Blaster bike with Firefly. I take that to be like in the trailers where it's going to split apart and. Mm-hmm quote-unquote shoot at the bad guy. Did you guys notice the third wheel in the middle? If you mm-hmm. if you look at it up close, there's like a third wheel underneath there. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but yeah. still, we'll see. Um, it's <laughs> Firefly's never ridden a bike before. He's really surprised when it blows apart and you know shoots into the thing. Whoa, does that happen to all bikes? The bigger ones, the... the I don't own a... a, a um, what you call it? Water moccasin either, so I'll get a fangboat. Uh, although I'm not a big fan of the nuclear missile launcher on the side. And you know it's a nuclear <laughs> missile launcher because it's got a nuclear symbol there, helpfully, for you to uh, remind you. I'm not sure how I feel about the Treadripper. Um, 
I kind of feel like if I had two, I'd take off the missile launcher and add another one of the Gatling guns, uh, and that might be cool. But yeah, I don't know. I did notice that they're the weapons off the uh, His Tank version five, but um, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, as everyone said, the ore striker—that's a write-off, waste of a spot. Um, the new His Tank, I kind of like. I I like the version five His Tank a great deal. More and more, I don't know. I, have, I don't know how I feel about. it. I'm just gonna decide once I see better pictures. Uh, like you guys said, the Ninja Combat Cruiser is fantastic. I, I didn't pick it at first, but the missile launcher on top, that's the one off the Snowcat, right? The the version 2 Snowcat? It looks like it, yeah. It's got the same format. I don't know if they've got some extra extensions on there so it sticks up out of the roof, but, um, but yeah, it definitely is the same design. Yeah, I, uh, probably a different I, mount, but that's all. Yeah. Well, I figure it's it's got to be rigged onto the twirly thing that's on the Vamp 2, right? Like to make it Possibly. Spin. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I kind of wish it didn't have Arishikage symbols all over it, but other than that, I dig it. Um, the Ghost Talk 2, I think you guys have all summed that up pretty well. And what was the other one? No, that's everything. That's all the big ones. And uh, Jinx is uh, fantastic, and the Shockwave I don't care about. Cool. I think that's everything, right? Yeah, done. That was thorough. <laughs> that wasn't thorough. On my show, it was thorough. That was me being quick. Okay, I'm just going to be brief uh, since that's what we were asked to do. Um, basically, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, I think that was a shot. Oh, man. I spent less than 10 seconds on each one of those. That's a lot of them. All right. Basically, the everything Justin said. Good night. We're ending the show right now. Chuck just won. Good night. Thank you. Um, Basically, everything Justin said on uh, the special edition goes double for me. If you don't like the vehicle driver, here's a newsflash. You can put a different figure in. They should still fit. Um... What I think we're going to see is, as in the first movie line, there was two different um, figure um, uh, levels. I think we're going to see a basic and deluxe class. The basic will have the um, some sort of play gimmick. The deluxe class will be more of a fully articulated figure. I'm really excited for the roleplay weapons. The gun that I think Craig may have mentioned that can disassemble into a pistol and knife I think is great. I think it's wonderful that they're including uh, the uh, a Nerf weapon. It's actually called, I think, the Swerve or something like that. Um, it was a Walmart exclusive. I hope to God this is a mainline release. It actually has a folding stock and hopefully an attachable barrel, but it might get cut due to cost issues. Um, speaking of cost issues, let's not forget all of the 2012 uh, Hasbro product, be it G.I. Joe, Transformers, whatever, is seeing, a, is seeing a serious reduction in plastic content. Moving on down to the uh, vehicles, I got to say, um, I like the repaints, but here's the deal. If I can get one of those uh, Crimson Hisses, I'm probably not going to get a Hiss Tank for the retaliation line because it's not different enough for me. With that said, you're damn right I'll be bending over backwards to get the San Diego Comic-Con Hiss Shock. Hashtag it right now. That's the official name. And I'm also going to go on record, I think, to keep it at that premium price point so they can charge as much as they did for Starscream last year. They're going to include a driver, and the driver's drivers will be Tomax and Zaymont because Corey Burton, who was the voice of Shockwave, was also the voice actor who did Zaymont. Oh, and an interesting um, twist. That would be awesome. You know, and uh, other than that, like I said, everything everybody else said, I agree with 110%. And that's that. 
Cool. I just want I wanted to just bring up one really quick thing um, in our discussions here. I was kind of cruising around uh, Joe Customs a little bit, and there was a member there named Asaf who brought up a good point about one of the Q&As that happened earlier, uh, well, later last year. Um, that you know, it kind of slipped past my radar. But Hasbro kind of speaking of calling their shots, Hasbro kind of um, wasn't really hiding this fact uh, at an earlier Q and A when somebody asked them. Um, this is and this Q and A is being pulled from Joe Battlelines. It's uh, Joe Battlelines' uh, 2011 Q and A, round six and seven, round six answers. And somebody asked, "Will the new wrist articulation be the standard from now on?" It's tough to tell if the Renegades Trooper and Tunnel Rat have it. This question was obviously asked before those figures were released. Um, their answer was, Renegades Trooper and Tunnel Rat do not have this articulation as they use some existing tooling. In answer to your question about making this standard, the answer is no. Moving forward, only specific figures will have this articulation. As a general rule, figures that need articulation will have it. Ones who do not, will not. So they kind of made their statement right then and there that figures as will get articulation as they need them. If you'll notice, most of the ninja figures who are pretty poseable, pretty flexible, need to do those martial arts moves. Most of those guys have their articulation, whereas most of the generic military guys uh, don't have maybe the double knees and their ankle joints, but have you know most of the rest. And then you got the vehicle drivers when all they're doing is just sitting in vehicles. So obviously, you know, in Hasbro's mind, they don't need articulation. So Hasbro is sticking to what they answered in the Q&A last November. So that's... Um, that's pretty on target to what they said back then. It kind of, I think it pretty much slipped past all of our radars. Um, so it's interesting to see they kind of made a mention of it even back then. Uh, with lots of trailer news as well. Um, of course, everybody saw the uh, the GI Joe Retaliation trailer early in the th- third quarter. Second quarter, I think. Second quarter. It was it was either late second, or early third. I know it was, it was close right, to halftime. It was in the middle of one of Tom Brady's two awesome drives down the field. It was at the end of the end of the first half. You can you can cling to whatever desperate charge you need. When I was, I was feeling so good about the game right about that point. I was feeling, oh, this is going great. They're marching right down the field. They're going to score. Things Ooh, G.I. Joe trailer. Yeah. I was, I Joe was trailer. And then And then all of a sudden the world came crumbling down. Yeah. Moving on, then. Uh, anyway, uh, the uh, the trailer, which had been seen in the uh, in the theaters for a couple of weeks, did make its television debut. Uh, we also got a taste online of the retaliation trailer for France, uh, billing the movie as G.I. Joe 2 there. Uh, we can see that linked up nice and handy on on a little hack site called GeneralJoes.com. Uh, I believe it's never slash ChuckDog1999. It. Uh, that joke never gets old. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> slash ChuckDog1999. Anyway, but uh, any, any, any thoughts that uh, maybe we haven't uncovered yet on the new trailers? Well, I gotta say, the Super Bowl trailer was not, I felt was a little underwhelming as compared to the teaser trailer that we saw a few months ago. Now, I did take a quick peek at the. Uh, it was a month ago. It seems like forever ago? and a day ago. Yeah, I know. It just. Yeah. Um, but I did actually take a quick peek at the French trailer, and that has a little bit more. Um, footage in it and i gotta tell you it cracked me up because you had zartan coming in going oh cool helmet and i just lost it because <laughs> um the actor chris uh was it joseph price chris jonathan price jonathan price you know he, he you never would hear him say something like that in normal conversation <laughs> and it was great to see um firefly i mean I'm, the actor is one of my favorites going back to the tv series rome uh 
I do like we're actually going to see his face. Maybe we'll have a little masked, little unmasked versions of Firefly. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. Justin, take it, buddy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with the, the initial kind of teaser trailer was about two and a half minutes long, so the Super Bowl spot at 30 seconds was going to leave a little bit of little bit to be desired compared to that one i i thought it was effective for what it was trying to do i thought it added some nice cool elements to it you know the whole motorcycle separating and turning into rockets and and shooting and exploding was pretty cool the best thing about it in my mind was that um immediately after it aired if you went on twitter they you know gi joe 2 was was trending worldwide on twitter gi joe was trending worldwide on twitter snake eyes was trending on twitter there was a lot of good positive reaction to um to the trailer which was awesome that's that's the biggest thing in my mind i mean the it was 30 seconds you know it added a few new elements here and there you know there was a shot of what looks to be a cobra hiss tank kind of exploding um you know some stuff like that so there's obviously some new elements um but the biggest thing to me was the fact that 35 million people were watching and and all got onslaughted with gi joe and then reacted by talking about it on twitter and like i said trend you know making the brand trend worldwide which is something you wouldn't you wouldn't have expected that a couple of months ago. Uh, and then the French trailer, which was released today, actually added even a little bit more content. It was very cool. It was, like, it was a little over a minute long. It showed a nice close-up of what looks like the Cobra Hiss kind of driving onto the screen. It had um, had a better shot of Firefly and Cobra Commander talking, like Chuck said. It had Jonathan Price as the president coming out telling him he had a nice mask, a cool mask, which was, which was pretty funny. Um, but the best part to me was the camera kind of pulled back. You got a really good view of Cobra Commander's new uniform, which looks awesome. Um, some additional little combat points here and there. But uh, I- I'm in full movie geek mode right now. This was the best part of kind of leading up to the Rise of Cobra. You know, once Rise of Cobra hit, everybody kind of got their dose of reality. You know, many people hated it. A lot of the talk went south. But leading up to it with every new trailer and every new batch of screenshots and every new bit of information, that was one of the most fun times I ever had as a Joe fan. And I'm really psyched that I'm kind of getting back into it. The fact that I can be surfing the web at 930 this morning and, and run across a site called the Daily Blam that says, oh, international trailer, guess what? You know, 10 seconds of more footage. And it's like, oh, nice. It totally turns your morning around. And, and I'm really looking forward to kind of spending the next few months going through that. Well, uh, I didn't get the chance to see the, the French t- trailer yet uh but you better believe right after this is all over that's the first thing i'm going to be doing uh but <laughs> again generalsjoes.com slash chuck dog 1999 <laughs> and that'll be where i go so <laughs> um i'm not up on all my jay-z but i do have to say that song worked pretty well for me to get me a, even a little bit more pumped up because i just felt like it worked i agree uh for what they were doing yep. uh, i'm not trying to be funny about that i really thought that that seemed to work with what what the action that was going on, uh, the you know the seeing Firefly for even just the split second was awesome. Seeing the high action, uh, motorcycle turning into an explosive at fir- the first time I saw it was weird, and then the second time I saw it I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, Rise of Cobra was entertaining. It had its flaws and everything else uh, for me, but uh, then I started and it made me when I first heard they were going to do a sequel, it made me go like cringe a little bit. But every trailer I've seen of this movie coming up has got me more and more pumped because I feel like I'm going to get exactly what I want, which is Joes and Cobras battling each other, a lot of action, a lot of intensity, and probably just some really cool character moments that spotlight what we all love for years about these characters. And and to to go to what Justin was saying is, is that not only am I seeing it and getting pumped about it, but everyone I have talked to saw the the trailer and saw the previous trailer and they're coming to me because they know the show I do and everything else and, and asking me 
questions about it, and that gets me even more pumped about seeing this movie. What's the question that you get the most out of curiosity? Just like who certain characters are. I think I think that's the biggest question. Like, oh, well, who's uh, like I I think the one is like uh, especially with the latest trailer is like. Uh, Bruce Willis, like he says, call me Joe, and I was like, oh, what's Bruce Willis doing? Yeah, yeah, I get that too. And so I'll, I'll just be like, oh, Joe Colton, and I get to go into all that, and they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Who's Joe Colton? Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I really can't say much more about anything in the movie than everybody else has said. Uh, I do enjoy this scene where Snake Eyes and Jinx and the Red Ninjas are on the mountain. That was pretty sweet looking. Uh, I'm definitely excited to see the movie. Uh, I hope it is a lot better than the last one because the last one was not that great. I had high expectations for that one, and I was disappointed. I'm going into this one with low expectations, so I'm hoping for the opposite result. Um, it's a good way to go. I, I Some of the actors and actresses I wish they could have kept, like uh, Scarlett. Uh, I like agree. Eagles, I, I wish they would have kept her. I don't know how you're going to do a G.I. Joe movie without a lot of you know Duke and Scarlett in it, but you know maybe they can make it work. I don't know. Maybe just like the cartoon, they'll replace him with, you know, Flint and Lady J. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we got a big name star, The Rock. He's, you know, pimping the movie like crazy. Um, the trailer looks really good. I'm kind of pumped to see it. I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I really hope it does well. Um, I'm, I'm just really excited to see it. The, the trailer during the Super Bowl made me want to see this movie like right away. I don't want to wait for the summer. I want to see it now. And, and, it, and it did its job. Um, the the reaction in the room is kind of what I was looking forward to when I first saw the trailer because I've seen it online and watched it over and over again, and, and the people around me, yeah, all eyes looked at me once it started playing. Oh, it's GI Joe! Like, yeah, I know this is old news to me. I'm more interested in what you guys think. And it was the same question: Who's Joe Colton? Where where is uh, Bruce Willis and all this? Uh, the Rock was easily recognizable. Uh, and, and and that was a good thing. The funniest thing on on this when we posted the special edition, Justin, I actually put in as in quotes in the immortal words of Jay Z, whatever deity may guide my life, dear Lord, yep. don't let me die tonight. Do you know how many people have found our Podbean site based off typing that in? Oh, really? <laughs> I, I'm looking at Google Analytics, and it was like literally three pages of variations of that Jay Z quote. Coming awesome. to our site somehow. So uh, once again, good tip. <laughs> once yeah, again, no kidding. Some what, cheap SEO right there. Yeah, no kidding. Well, once again, uh, they hit it uh, right on the head in terms of uh, what everyone in pop culture is kind of plugged into. Uh, the French trailer really loved it. Uh, I do agree with everyone that the uh, the cool mask line was uh, a cool thing to hear. That's something you don't hear John Price say, even though every time I've seen John Price again, other than. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where he was just kind of the bumbling governor. He's always been a bad guy because I always remind him, remember him from 007. So he he does a bad bad guy role good, and he has those uh, kind of the smart Alec remarks. I'm sure he can be able to pull that off. Uh, again, uh, much like Justin, just a pleasant surprise to wake up in the morning. Oh, well, there's a new thing here. Uh, and again, I'm I'm watching reactions from other people, uh, and generally the the reactions tend to be more positive than negative. And that trend continues, and that is a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've just got to add to what everybody else said. It's it's kind of nice to have a positive reaction involved with all this stuff after uh, so much silliness was directed at me over the first one. 
uh, it's kind of washed everybody away. Um, I, I'm going to join uh, with uh, Star Joe's Chuck there and say I wish, wish they had brought more of the actors back. I didn't have a problem with how the first movie was really acted. I think it was poorly written uh, in, in that regard. And, and so you had actors doing pretty good, pretty decent job, but not having much to do. Um, but, uh, but again, I, I hope uh, that we get that, uh, that ironed out this second time around. Uh, maybe going with a with a slightly leaner team will will help in that regard, but I don't have anything else. Uh, anything uh, particularly groundbreaking there? What do you What did you think of it, Craig? Uh, yeah, overall, exactly what you guys said. I thought the JC song was really good. Uh, I liked the uh, the thing I liked about the the uh, cool mask line is it feels very much like uh, the other guy who plays Zartan Arnold. Is it Arnold Voslo? Who yeah. had that kind of casual sort of humor to him? So it feels very much like his character, which I liked. Um, the breaking apart missile thing was neat and all. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, you guys covered really all the stuff that I that I had to say. The um, I'm looking forward to it. I like that everyone you can tell them apart. Like it, just because like they're not all guys in black armor. You know, you can tell which one's which, and I think that's a good touch. All right, so I suppose that wraps us up on uh, on on trailer news. Uh, really, the only other the other option that the, the other news item that we've got on the on the ticker today is uh, is uh, kind of what got mentioned before is that there are more retaliation uh, items out there that we don't know about yet. So I guess just more to keep our ears to the ground for more news, and uh, you can find that uh, that tidbit on again uh, some little secret site that we know called generalsjoes.com. <laughs> are you happy that I didn't use the term hack site? Or? That was nice. I appreciate that. And that wraps the news. Okay, now we're moving on to what we got this week and shout-outs. Uh, I do have a small community message here from Joe Customs. JoeCustoms.com is holding its sixth annual custom celebration, February 13th through the 26th. The custom celebration is a two-week event where the site is flooded with customizing and collecting content. Past custom celebrations have included interviews with the best customizers and influential members of the community, customizing tips and techniques techniques through tutorials in our wiki, in-depth articles about customizing and collecting, forum discussion topics, and diorama and customizing challenges. JoeCustoms.com is an independently ran fan site for G.I. Joe hobbyists, enthusiasts, and collectors. The site offers the largest archive of customized G.I. Joe figures, vehicles, and playsets, as well as commentary from the artistic minds behind them. The site is supported by its users, including the artists themselves, who share their thoughts and insights on any number of topics through the site's forums. For more information on JoeCustoms.com Custom Celebration, please feel free to email them at contact at JoeCustoms.com. The schedule events will be updated daily, and we get that from our friend at Joe Customs, P-Love. Um, guys, Again, over, guys, remember, over- Joe Customs, all about customizing this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Everybody. Joe Custom. Yeah, I, I never would have made the connection. Really, it's like I wonder what's happening on Joe Dyer's. <laughs> uh, Ryan, would you like to mention about Robert Adkins? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I know you guys are, are friends of his. Well, he actually did the actual design of the new Cobra Commander. He does absolutely probably some of the most beautiful artwork I've seen in, in regards to comic books. Um, you can go to his website, which is just robertatkinsart.blogspot.com. Go to his site every single day because he's actually doing a sketch a day. So every single day there's a new piece of art that he's posted up there, and it's just 
it's fun to see every single day, and you can purchase uh, just about everything that he posts up there as well. We like Robert. We, we had a good time we, with him. We love oh, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Robert's the man. Chuck, you get anything in this week? No, but I do have to give a very special shout-out to friend of the show, Paul Timmermans from Canada. As we, as you normally refer to him, Timbits or something like that. It's Pdat. 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 <laughs> I thought I thought you called him Timbits. I don't know. Timbits um, is what you eat when you go up to Canada. Yeah, I know. So along um, the lines of, of, of poutine. Okay. Okay. Um, poutine. As some of you, poutine. As some of you may or may not know. Uh, there's been a little bit of drama in the Transformers world this week, uh, past couple weeks, that um, cer- certain toys were not being revealed, not being released in, in America, but were released in Canada. If you're a Joe fan, this is nothing new to you. Well, Wait, I need to hear Paul- this. <laughs> hey, please, well, please go on, Mike. Chuck? Well, Paul is actually being a bro, because I tipped him off to what's going on. He had no clue, and he's actually picking me up a few of the first edition Transformers, uh, Prime Transformers, and shipping them to me. Because, I mean, if you just go on eBay and type in first edition Prime Transformers, uh, some of the prices that they're going for could cover a semester at Harvard. Um so once well, again, shit, tell him to pick me up some of those bad boys too. Procon this year. Well, email him yourself. Ah, <laughs> oh, Justin, your celebrity no longer works. Guess so. <laughs> Justin's got we we gotta our, we no longer support the we gotta put Justin's kids through school foundation. Justin's just gonna turn around and flip it. <laughs> well, well, I gotta tell you that. Um, you know, that's what he's been doing. He's like, I can't believe what I'm getting for these. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to trans- Crazy Transformer fans. <laughs> hey, Justin, you get anything this week? Uh, I did not get anything, but I did want to make a couple of shout-outs. My first shout-out is um, is to the guys over at underscoopfire.com. I recorded a podcast with them last week and to go along with a blog post they put up about the top 100 toys in history, which is a pretty scary topic to cover, but we did. Um, they posted up the, uh, the top 90 uh, over the past 24 hours, and then we recorded a podcast last week that covered the top 10, um, and that podcast is now up at underscoopfire.com. You should definitely check that out. I was on the show along with the normal Underscoop Fire crew, uh, Justin from Weirdo Toys, Engineer Nerd um, from TV and Film Toys. If you guys are on Twitter, you probably know him. Um, and last but not least, Rob from Joe A Day was also part of the crew, which was uh, – we had a whole lot of fun kind of interacting with each other and hashing out the top ten toys of history and definitely some G.I. Joe items in those in those ten uh, – in that list of ten. So people will definitely want to check that out. Um, check out the top 100 toys post on Underscoop Fire first and listen to the podcast they will put the top 10 in print uh, eventually shortly after the podcast release. So maybe by the time this is out, that'll be out too. But I had a blast. So definitely hit up underscoopfire.com and check that out. Um, also, I did want to give a little shout out um, to uh, the fact that I'm going to be in Toy Fair this coming weekend, uh, Saturday, you February bastard. 11th. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Be going down to the Hasbro fan event, which uh, starts around uh, twelve thirty. I think goes to about four or four thirty. Uh, what, uh, what city is that in, Justin? Uh, New York City. Yeah, what did what did a certain team named the Giants just do from there? 
I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. This is a kid of podcast. No sports allowed. Sure, sure. Whatever you say, Greg. Whatever you say. So, so yeah, I'll be down in. That was uncalled for, Mike. That was a low blow. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. And I'll be covering. Uh, Covering the uh, Hasbro fan event, and I was going to do you know a special podcast recording, but screw these guys, forget it. I'll just put it all in general shows now. <laughs> well, right now we really don't know the schedules going on, so we're we're not yeah, committing exactly. anything. So, and, and Hasbro's already shown everything that's going to be a toy fair anyway. There's no need to do any kind of special recording. Well, so. yeah, unless these set, these other sixteen SKUs come out, but I I doubt that. I think that's going to be I for the. Year. I don't think they'll show that all at toy fair. So. Uh, but anyway, I'll be covering that. I'll be doing the coverage over at General Joe's. Um, if there's anything, you know, if there's any kind of big, huge event that happens, I'll, you know, maybe we'll have a little special recording that goes on. I don't know. But um, that's kind of what I'm doing this weekend. And also, uh, last but not least, I don't know if um, if uh, Gary wants me to mention what our guests for yes, next Yes, sir. Week. That was the next thing I was going to ask you to do. All right. Cool. Um we have some very special guests that are coming on next week to kind of hash out Toy Fair with us. Uh, they'll be talking about all the new stuff that was revealed. We have Brian Truitt from USA Today will be joining us, and uh, you will know Brian Truitt's work by now. He is the guy who revealed all the retaliation toys last week. So we figured who better to have on to talk about the retaliation toys than the guy who uh, who released them to the masses last week. He's a, a geek writer for USA Today and um, a good friend of mine on Twitter, and I'm very happy he's finally able to join us on the show. He's been wanting to do it for a while. So he will be here talking with us about the retaliation toys. Um, also, we will be having another special guest, um, a guy named Arun Singh, who's the director of communications for Marvel Comics. Uh, he reached out to us and kind of uh, said he was he loved the podcast, wanted to be on. We figured after Toy Fair, and there's probably going to be some Marvel news coming out around then as well. Um, I know he's going to be at the Hasbro showroom himself over this weekend, so uh, we're going to get those two guys on to, to kind of break down Toy Fair and talk about upcoming toys. We may touch on a little Marvel stuff. Uh, I don't know if we'll do an interview with Arun because he's going to, you know, we're going to we're hoping he's going to come back a little bit later, kind of do a more formal interview type of thing, but. Uh, they're going to be here hashing out Toy Fair, and it should be a very fun show next week. Oh, well. yeah. Awesome, man. Can't wait. Excellent. Ryan, you get anything new this week? Uh, let's see. Well, I was fortunate enough to get pretty much everything in the latest Joe Wave uh, a couple weeks ago that I was interested in. So I've got six figures staring me in the face right now uh, as far as Joe goes. But I did, uh, as far as the other side of my podcast, I did pick up a couple Star Wars figures. Uh, which was there was a three-pack of uh, clone troopers. I'm, I'm a big fan of the clone troopers, so I guess maybe there's a connection with G.I. Joe as troopers and troopers. <laughs> um, but uh, I also got the uh, the uh, jetpack uh, clone trooper that has the wings that spring out and stuff like that, and I'm a huge Yoda fan, so there was a, a new Yoda figure that came out uh, with the waist-spinning action, so so I picked that up as well. But, yeah, other uh, I think that was uh, that was my limit for... Probably the month now. So, <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, the only other thing we had going on that we just recorded today and should be out probably after this coming weekend is we just did our 2011 wrap-up show where we uh, finished covering any issues that came uh, comic issues that came out in 2011. And then we went into our nominations of uh, best of one or two worst of the year. Uh, Nominations, things we nominate as far as writers, artists, comic series, issues, storylines, stuff like that. 
so that should come out, and then uh, people that listen to our show or, or read the comics or are listening to us for the first time will be able to vote for what they think was the best of the year. And then we'll have a, an announcement uh, probably in March as far as what everyone voted for. So that should be a lot of fun. Cool. Excellent. Cool. Mike, you get anything this week? No, no. This week was a little short on, on toy searching. I was uh, I was uh, traveling from uh, my normal uh, grounds in St. Louis home to visit the family this week in Indianapolis. Uh, so I guess I'll just I'll give a, an indie flavored shout out. Would that to, be uh, the site of the New York Giants? Oh, for crying out loud! That that is in fact the the very the very the site point. of Super Bowl Forty Six, where the the New York Giants vanquished a team that is beneath notice. Uh, I, hate, I hate you guys so. Much. Dude, there's only a few more minutes left in this. <laughs> I have a question. Masculinity of anyone who would root for that other team. I, I, I would I would question. Really, they're very they're very well. Chuck, I'll show you how masculine I am. <laughs> All right, this is what Chuck's been angling for for weeks now. <laughs> That's right. That's why he sent you those photos of his bed. So you do just that. I'm telling you, it's this, this is all everything's coming up, Chuck. Today. <laughs> Speaking of Chuck, Star Joe's Chuck. What'd you get in this week? I wasn't done. Oh well, come on, man. <laughs> I wasn't done. I wanted, I, I wanted to give a quick shout out to to your good friend and mine, Gary. Yeah. Our, our friend uh, Jay Hunger. Oh yes. Uh, formerly of One Eighteenth dot com. What did he des- What did he do to deserve a shout out? He's a Patriots oh. fan too. Yeah, uh, he kind of is. He is by marriage. Yeah, I know. He has to be. And, she, and I mean, he's married to a legitimate Bostoner, not some yeah. hanger on from Vermont. <laughs> but, <laughs> Tell me what team am I supposed to root for up here? <laughs> I, it's I the know. New England Patriots. Last that's I knew, a, I actually lived in New England, so that's, it's probably that's okay. okay. Jay grasps onto the Bengals. He's just he's a glutton for punishment. Either way, feel bad for Jay. As far as no, we don't, goes. we do. As far I as football goes, we do. I mean, it's the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. I, I'm glad he taught his kids how to lose at an early age. Uh, it's it, it'll it'll make up for something later, I'm sure. But uh, of course, uh, you know, Jay is uh, it builds character when they're picked last. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> but uh, Jay Jay is a Jay is a friend of the program and a friend Not of cool. ours, and and um and uh, so I, I now that he's got uh, some content up, I know he's got a new project going. It's it's called CardedHeroes.com. And uh, Jay uh, basically reviews uh, things generally in the one eighteenth scale uh, from from across any myriad of lines. He kind of branches out. He's done some stuff from way back. He's done some things that are maybe five or six inches tall. But he's uh, he reviews Hello. toys. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, so Gary, you have, to, you have to let me know. Is that the lowbrow vulgarity that the person uh, must, was complaining it, about? It so, must be. It must be. It must, that must know. be it, really. I can't imagine us getting a whole lot lower than that. <laughs> Unless, of course, we were the the uh, the shattered confidence of <laughs> the, uh, the recently vanquished <laughs> Patriots. As soon as you said "unless," I was like, "It's going to come back to the Patriots." Yeah. I just know it. I can, uh, well, hey, hey! I mean, this is this is twice we've crushed their dreams now. But uh, again, we so so Jay Hunger again is is the guy in charge of CardedHeroes.com on the website. Do you know him from One Eighteenth.com and from Jay Hunger's Brony Stable? That website again: www.CardedHeroes.com slash ChuckDog Star Joe Star Joe's Chuck. Go ahead, save it. 
I'm just waiting for Mike to wrap it up here. <laughs> I do that all the time. I just end up cutting it out when I do the editing. I cut it off, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I did pick up some of the uh, Star Wars figures that were on sale at Toys R Us. Cool. There was a uh, buy a two get one free. I so I picked up sales. a couple. Yeah, yeah, I picked up a couple of the vintage figures that I needed. I got a Royal Naboo guard. It was pretty cool. I got a B wing pilot, Darth Sidious. So add those to the ranks and stables. Um, I have not received it yet, but uh, the wife ordered me the uh, sideshow collectible Commander Cody. Nice wife. Cool. Yeah, for, for Valentine's her. Day, so. That's my Valentine's Day present. Crap, it's I can't wait to get that here. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard down in Australia. It's probably Valentine's Day already, isn't it? Aren't you like two weeks ahead of us? The future is now on Australia. That's right. That's exactly how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Toy Fair was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, you get anything? Uh, I didn't get anything JoJo-wise. I got a uh, new figure arts, which I talked about on my show, uh, so I won't worry about it here. And I had a, a listener send me a Halo figure, a Master Chief from the Halo line, uh, which I quite like. He's he's pretty cool, he's a decent soldier figure. But uh, one quick shout-out I wanted to, to make was to my friend Paul, uh, who goes by Eager Devil online, and he's someone I know through the Kamen Rider community, and he and I have been chatting quite regularly on, on Skype. Not recording it, just chatting and stuff. And uh, I started talking to him about G.I. Joe stuff and sent him links to Justin's side and a whole bunch of other things. And, and he came on last week and went, I hate you, man. And he's got 15 figures in a week and a half or something, and he's going back for more. So I totally Way got to initiate him. Thank you. So, Paul, welcome to the, the uh, you know, the, the game that never ends. That's it? Uh, my turn. Do you know what I got this week? I got the satisfaction of the Patriots losing in my oh, hometown. Christ. That's what I got. <laughs> Hang it up right now. That's exactly what I got. I could yeah. be sleeping now. <laughs> so, so could I, actually. Chuck, do you have a announcement as well that we wanted to do before we wrap? Well, yes, I do. Uh, Hopefully a two-second announcement. Just want to announce that my videos are still up at <laughs> youtube.com slash chuckdog1999. Did not that didn't get Matt mentioned once, but uh, no, uh, Justin, what are you doing uh, this Thursday around uh, 10 p.m.? This Thursday around 10 p.m. Good God, I don't know. I'm almost afraid to ask. Mike, what are you doing this Thursday around 10 p.m.? I don't know either, frankly. That's way too far in advance than what I normally plan. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Um, during the show, I was able to confirm it. We will be interviewing Buzz Dixon. One of nice. the writers of uh, the Sunbow GI Joe. Wait, wait, just G. one second. There was that. There was that long run where you were gone, and I just thought you were asleep, but you were confirming an interview with Buzz Dix. You yeah. betcha. You yeah. crafty bastards. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Damn right. Hey, congratulations! I thought you were in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, I guess now that he's back, it'd be congratulations anyway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Either way, it worked out great. <laughs> yes, it did. Well, damn. I, I can't wait to hear it, guys. Nice work, Chuck. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Chuck, I told you Chuck is working. And, he, and he's got some other stuff waiting in the wings, too. Should be yeah. excited, Chuck. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Good job. Yeah, just, just, just waiting to get paid for this shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Brother, so are we all. I've been at it longer than you. I've been at it longer than you have. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, I know. Wait, you guys actually have a Chuck that does something? Shut up. <laughs> oh. I mean, not before like two weeks ago. 
<laughs> oh, Mike. I told you, I drive to your house, I read the comics, what more do you want? Oh, I got a long list. <laughs> well, while you're talking, do you guys have anything else that uh, you'd like to pimp about your show, the site, etc.? Uh, it's your time. Yeah, the only the only thing I'd say is if I mean if you guys uh, anyone listening enjoys what you hear on What's on Joe Mind, uh, you know, give us a, a check out as well. Definitely, um, because you're going to hear a lot of the, of the same as far as just the fun and the passion and the and and in, and just us having a good time, and you'll have a good time because of it. There's plenty of room for more Joe talk, and there's plenty of room for more Joe podcasts out there. So it, it's cool that. I love the idea that you know you guys have your show, we have our show, but but we have fun coming together and we have fun listening to each other and all that. So it's it's just been a great experience. So I'm very very grateful that to be able to join this time, and I've had an absolute blast uh, talking with you guys. But yeah, anyone that wants to check us out, just simply go to starjoes.com and 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 see what we're all about. Definitely, definitely. Sweet. It's good to have you guys on. Yeah, thanks for inviting us back. And that does it for this week. You can talk to us at whatsonjoemine at gmail.com. You can still call or text us at 262-515-9656. Hey, folks, just because the show is over doesn't mean the fun ends. You can join us at Twitter during the week. Head on over to our Podbean site and find our Twitter profiles on the right-hand side of the page. As always, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash whatsonjoemine, where you can find the addresses to all of our local community forum threads, which include our show notes. Download our show at iTunes, Inside Pulse, Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it for free in your app store or at stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio and What's on Joe Mind. We are the smarter way to listen to radio. Check us out at geekcastradio.com for other great podcast shows, such as Movie Week and Review. Let's see, Tooncast Beyond and uh, this little show called Star Joes. Yeah, you should probably check out. So go to geekcastradio.com and unleash the geek in you today. Guys, uh, Chuck, Ryan, you guys have been a blast to have on the show. I, I can't thank you enough for staying up late with us. Yeah, no no problem. Thanks a lot. Uh, happy to do it. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, happy. thank you very, very much for having us on. And uh, like I said, just had an absolute blast with you guys. Yep, we did too. It was great. Likewise. And so Justin's already told you what you're going to hear next week, so the excitement never stops, really. And Well, other than maybe the Patriot jokes next week, I, I think that will run its course. Who knows? Thank, we'll find thank out. God. Thank God. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I was waiting for Mike. There we go. <laughs> so for our showrunner, Chuck, our co-host, Justin, Mike, and our drop-in guest, Craig, I'm Gary saying to all our men and women serving God, speed, God bless, and come home safe. Good night, folks, and thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of What's on Joe Mind, the official podcast of Rollout, Roll Call 3. See ya! Giants suck. <laughs> we are the champions, oh, champion, my friend. What's yeah. on Star Joe's Mind? No. I'm going to be laying in bed and carrying that in my head. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think uh-huh. cried more, Justin or Giselle? <laughs> Giselle was crying. She was pissed. <laughs> she was ready to throw punches. Boy, Craig, well, you talked for ages. From, uh, <laughs> from uh, Germany, right? Wrap it up, Craig. Brazil, I think. Oh. I think I'm gonna be. Oh, I think oh. I'm gonna be curled up in bed tonight, hearing Chuck singing "We Are the Champions" in my head. <laughs> That's how I curl up in bed every night. Just quivering, <laughs> shaking, like. Make it stop, make it stop.
It really Chuck for, didn't break out the guitar. <laughs> oh, for somebody God. for somebody who publicly despises sports like you normally do, Chuck, I was surprised you jumped on the bandwagon here. Well, to be honest with you, Mike, anything's a torture, Justin. There we go. <laughs> At least you know what's important, Chuck. Some, oh, some things yes, are bigger than everyone. Oh, and uh, Gary, I'll warn you ahead of time. Uh, Chuck calls you out on our next show. He does. What do you do? Because we had a, we had a couple listeners that contacted us said they like listening to both of us, but they like us better. And and Chuck, they said they they listen to both shows yeah. and they like our show better. Yeah, that's okay. So then so then Chuck's like, so take it, Gary, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I was right. nice about no, it. That, that, awesome. that, no, 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 that, that awesome. That that's not that that's not uh, dishing it out in a, in a way that I would be offended. That's that's exactly how we would dish it out here on the oh, show. Sure, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I Actually, think it was more like crack? in your face. And here's how I look at it. Even if, if if you guys got something similar to that, where someone says, "Yeah, I listen to both shows, but I like your guys' show better," I'd be like, "Hey, they're still mentioning our show on the episode." I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there there's no such. Uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity right. when it comes to a podcast. Someone's going to mention your name for free. Okay, fine. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't give, I keep, Yeah, I don't give a shit if they like us. A download is a download, man. Exactly. Yeah. I I keep getting uh, I keep getting people who are like, yeah, we're going to start listening to Fushcast because we, we heard you on like any other show that I do. Like, we heard you on What's on Your Mind, or we heard you on HJ Radio, and I'm like, does anyone listen to me first and go <laughs> elsewhere? <laughs> that'd be because that'd be nice for a change. <laughs> Well, Greg listened to you first and then created this podcast, so I guess that's Oh, uh, that's true. And then, like I said, he left because of it. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> now, that now, now that we're not recording, his, his wife made him quit, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who's, who's, not, who's not recording? <laughs> oh, well, never mind. <laughs> I haven't stopped. <laughs> what do we got, like three people recording this freaking thing? What are, you recording for? What, are you, what are you recording for, Craig? I'm he going to I'm going to be brief and not be long winded, Craig. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Mike I'm just going to come on and I'm going to listen. Oh no, now I want to talk. Oh now, now I want to be spending 20 minutes talking about figures we already spent 30 minutes talking on before. Okay, in a special edition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, I wasn't in the special edition. Second of all, I never said I wasn't going to talk. And third of all, there was no way I was 20 minutes. <laughs> Fifteen tops. Craig, <laughs> you have to understand. Greg. Anytime Craig talks, he wants to have a recording of it. No, my my the way the program works is whenever I connect the Skype call, it just automatically starts recording. Yeah, yeah, it's it's called blackmail. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then he's Craig. like, did you cut yeah, that out, Gary? Yeah, I did. <laughs> These all work out badly for me, so it's not looking like blackmail. <laughs> hey, uh, Craig. Well, Craig, I'll show him who's boss. Craig. Yes. Did you um, read the email that Hasbro put out today explaining what the problem with the first edition Prime Toys in America? I did not. Okay. Uh, did you hear about um, the fact that – remember I mentioned last week Transformers Club, a lot of people were saying uh, their credit card numbers got stolen? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all, it was a lot more. And then Pete basically got on, onto a forum and said, "Well, it's not our problem, and these things happen every, you know, to people all the time." And it's Pete. Pete. Yeah. Pete knows so, better than that. I don't know. It's like, do you want to like? I don't know if you want to talk about the uh, letter from Hasbro because basically all they said was the Wave Two uh, Prime toys, including the Voyagers and Entertainment Pack were never meant to be released in in America. 
why? Dave didn't say. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Let me, let me find the the letter first. Uh, here we go. I just, I just found. Yeah. It. Let me have a read of it, and I'll, I'll get back to you on it. I'll, yeah, I mean, well, obviously not tonight. Yeah. Well, I, I got, I got to get off of Skype because Barbara needs to check her mail. So, yeah. I mean, I'll yeah, be yeah, on yeah. later later if you want to talk about it. Yeah, I, either tonight. I've actually, I just had um, one of my. <laughs> speaking of listeners who send us stuff, I just had someone send me. I haven't got it yet, but someone sent me the first edition Bumblebee. So, oh God. So, is that but you know what's one? funny that yeah, it's the only one I'll have. I haven't got oh. any prime toys. It would be my first prime toy. Oh God, you got like the worst one. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, but it was oh, free. Oh God, it's <laughs> that that Bumblebee is horrible. Uh, like like, like beer, it's the best one because it's free. Yeah. Oh, well, wait, wait, I, think, I think he's I, trying I, to play I, it down. I, so, hey, Craig, send it to Chuck. Yeah, send it back. Yeah. If, if you didn't, yeah, that's so horrible. I'll take it off your hands. Um, the um, yeah. it looked better sculpted oh. than the the other one I saw. Yeah, but dude, here's the thing: be careful for when you're hooking the arms into his into the chest. There's, it's like uh, on these thin PVC tabs that I've already heard have broken off on some people, and. Good luck trying to get those little panels on his chest to pull up and rotate because I've heard people had to use a knife. I've heard people had to use a coin. Some of them it just wouldn't move at all. I transform macro stuff from from Yamato. Anything is a step down from that. Once you've transformed them, everything is easy. Yeah, yeah. Pre, no, well, actually, bro, bro um, I, I've had some Yamatos that I think are a lot uh, more uh, sturdy than. Uh, well, Bumblebee. good. Thanks for perking me up, Chuck. Hey, uh, other Chuck, yeah. you yeah. still have well, all those, um, <laughs> I keep forgetting to talk to you about Good night, Jess. Bye, Jess. Yeah, see you guys. I gotta, I gotta good night. go on See you, you Jess. Later. Right. Hey, yeah, I, I gotta get off too, guys. So. All right. Later, all right. See you, Chuck. Take it easy. I'll talk later. to you. Chuck, I keep forgetting to talk to you about uh, the Marvel Universe stuff. You haven't got rid of all of it, have you? <laughs> oh, those figures? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I did. Damn it. Oh, well. No, I, would, I wouldn't blame you. I can't believe people are still buying that line. It's so badly produced. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no sweat. I've, I've been meaning to get in touch with you about it, and then whatever happens, so. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. It yeah, thanks for time. having us. Yeah, no problem. And um, Ryan and Chuck, maybe we can um, swing something for next week while I'm still out of, like, not working and free during my daytime. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. I'll throw, yeah. I'll throw uh, you a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm always on Skype, so just flip, drop me a message. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, we don't right, even guys. have to record it just to, you know, talk and shoot the shit. Sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Cool. All right, take it easy, guys. I'd All love right, to kids. be on the whoosh right. cast. All right. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thanks. Good night. Take it easy. In today's story, Zagraz had a problem. He lost his confidence in himself because he had once failed. Well, now, we all fail sometimes, but we should never be afraid to try again. And we should always keep believing in ourselves. As the old saying goes, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Until later, bye.